Welcome everyone to episode 110 of Casual Master Quest. I am Hell your yeah. host, Corky, joined with the lovely barbering violinist and Hello. Tyler. Now, Bob, how are you today? I am doing absolutely fantastic. Just got myself settled down for this podcast and enjoying your company, staring at your beautiful face. <laughs> oh, please, there's a whole line of people waiting for me. You'll be right near the back. And Tyler, sure. how are you today? Well, I'm, I'm fucking flattered now that I'm actually on a podcast with Sonic the Hedgehog over here. Uh, but what do you got to pay to uh, get VIP uh, tickets to get to the front of that line, big boy? You don't need to pay, Tyler. You're already there. Oh, hell oh, yeah. Day made. <laughs> I'm going to play jump rope with you and we don't even need the rope. <laughs> oh, well, we're back. Uh, this is episode, well, it'll be the second one of the revival of Casual Master Quest. We have a lot of fun things to go through today, but... Before we start any of the gaming stuff, I would like to know, Barbara, what have you been up to since our last episode? Well, for one, I got my hair dyed since the last one. It is now very much purple, as opposed to a basic brown that was before. So that's when that's that purple? Last. It uh, looks a bit blue to me. In the filters, yeah. okay, I can send actual pictures to prove. <laughs> it, lo- it looks like true Sonic blue. I'm sorry, but like... <laughs> Did you come from Mobius? You're gonna grab me some golden rings or something? That no, nah, I can't. The camera filters never make it purple enough, but it is purple in person, I promise. It, it doesn't help that you're wearing a Cookie Monster blue shirt that mm-hmm. somehow matches your hair. Mm-hmm. And a blue computer chair. Mm-hmm. Everything's blue. I'm blue. Dabba dee dabba dabba. <laughs> anyway, hey, other than being a one-hit wonder, how do you do? <laughs> um, yeah, I mean, also as you can see by the video, I have an entire new uh, new setup. I've arranged everything else in my room differently to where now I do not have to flip back and forth when uh, from one side of the room to the other when I'm playing PlayStation as opposed to the computer. Uh, makes oh, things yeah. a lot easier, and I have a lot of space in this room now. Uh, so my entire setup just provides a lot more room for me to move around in here and i feel like rejuvenated to uh mm. start rejuvenated Re- please oh god please <laughs> and i noticed you have a keyboard behind you are you gonna start writing jingles for this podcast uh probably not yet <laughs> oh. i haven't touched this, this keyboard in a while <laughs> i'm fired but uh yeah i'm getting back into the piano because before with the setup i wasn't even able to access the piano easily so getting back into that here well that's awesome Mm -hmm. it's fantastic here uh then other than that got back into uh also with this uh setup i'm torturing myself a little bit because i am starting to uh put workouts back into my day again and one of those things is inserting a uh push-up or a squat redemption in uh, my stream so i have to get set up to start getting swole because some people are like oh we're gonna absolutely destroy you with this <laughs> you know that's okay. gonna get abused right <laughs> absolutely it is i'm gonna set limits on it to protect myself so for the audio listeners right now uh bv slash thomas whatever you want to call him on you know, on a tuesday uh he's currently wearing a blue cookie monster shirt that says me want cookies is that a humor or is it a cry for help at this point like with all this working out <laughs> let's say yes no <laughs> okay me me want cookies please yes it is both it works fine <laughs> 
I imagine oh, wow, a dark day wow, where the wow, Cookie wow. Monster is crushing up Oreos and running into lions. He's like, me just need one more hit. A little bump. <laughs> There's actually a Family Guy sketch that's basically that. Oh, shit. Oh, oh no. <laughs> Well, that so yeah, you've been kind of busy. Um, before we get to Tyler, though, because you've been very busy, uh, yeah, I'm going to be me. A great no. <laughs> I'm going to be a humble host and talk about myself for a second. Oh, um, nice! The balls of this guy. <laughs> uh, what have I been up to? It's a question. Yeah, what a lot have you been up to, ask. Taylor? Uh, well, I have currently been binging through season 15 of a uh, SVU Law and Order. 15. That has been. Oof. Dun, dun. Oof. Olivia Benson. <laughs> she can arrest me any day. Oh, yeah. <laughs> you just want the handcuffs though, care. right? Yeah, the handcuffs, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I've just been I've been binging through that. And my, other than that, uh, this is something that concerns all of us, but of uh, getting an introduction into Dungeons and Dragons. Really? Mm. Holy shit, that's awesome. Mm. I know, right? I mean, it's, I, I thought you would know, but I guess not. <laughs> Like, the cool thing is, uh, the three of us, uh, with the addition of, uh, a fourth person, Sarah, we are actually trying to dabble in the black magic that, you know, haunts, uh, Christian mothers in dark basements and whatnot. Uh, <laughs> that is the Joy 5th Edition Dungeons and & Dragons, and... I'm really excited. We got to do a little mock battle with the two of you specifically. Had some mm. very interesting <laughs> results. Uh, the, the one way, you, like, they say in real life, if you want to find out what kind of person uh, someone really is, see how they treat animals. But in Dungeons & Dragons, uh, the equivalent of that is see how they treat their enemies when they're on their knees. Uh, and Hockey, you did great for the most part. Uh... Thomas, we need the talk. Uh, see me after <laughs> class. <laughs> yeah, that was, that was, was th very... That, I had never appro like properly done a D&D &D battle, so that was my first experience. And oh, really? To get the finishing blow be like a nat 20 on an... Like, just with the bow and arrow, it was like, I, how else do I want to um, take out the enemy who's like at one hit like one health left you know how else yeah, do i want to it, take him out aside from taking the family jewels <laughs> like i think it was like one or two health uh, he started at 13 i believe and you sunk 18 damage enough to kill him in one shot and then some and the fact that you robin hooded his nuts off <laughs> just woof mm -hmm. seem to recall uh bob getting both kneecaps and as you called it he went for the third kneecap that's right, I forgot. <laughs> yeah, he's, he, I don't think he's going to find a guard job over in White Run after that one. Oh. <laughs> nope, I am the one that sunk the arrow into the knee. <laughs> <laughs> Knees, plural. It's been me all along. But Hockey, uh, you made a uh, character for the first time, I believe. You made a druid. Yes, I made a half-elf druid called Ezra Mistletoe. Um, Very nice. I haven't really, uh, yeah, I haven't really worked out the backstory yet. I have some ideas brewing in my head that I was gonna like put onto paper uh, at the end of today, but uh, it's a, a lot more difficult <laughs> than I thought it would be. And I've been watching a bunch of videos to try and help, but yeah, a lot with, goes into it, a lot more than I thought. <laughs> with your uh, w your style of spell, your spell list, if you will, 
I honestly thought your background was going to be like water, earth, wind. <laughs> That's a fire, air. My grandmother druid used to tell me stories about the old days. A time of peace when the other druids kept balance between the water tribes, earth kingdom, fire nation, air nomads. But yeah, I was waiting for you to say something <laughs> like that. But uh, I, I'm really excited. Uh, the fun thing about druids is when, whenever you feel like you want to change up your spell list, you, you take a, a good... I think six hour nap for you for, I don't know. Actually, just a I nice little take, siesta. Yeah. You oh, take yeah. a, a an eight hour like nap. Six, right. Yeah. And you can just change the whole damn thing. One day you, you want to be, you know, uh, a fire rocket. Go fucking for it. If you want to be happy water boy, screw it. Do it too. Uh, you're going to have so much fun, especially once you hit third level, I believe and you get to choose your circle. And I'm curious to see what you pick. I guess technically, oh. Uh, yeah, we got to choose. I got to choose my circle level two, actually. Uh, oh shit! And I've, I've chosen circle of the land uh, coast. So I'm really embracing the warden. The warden. Oh god! You you, you actually wait. What was it called? <laughs> circle, circle of the land. Yeah, and then it's uh, circle of the land has all the subcategories, and I chose coast. Of course. And, uh, <laughs> this is news to our DM. <laughs> yes, yes, it is actually. Uh, and. Thomas, uh, you're playing at Ranger right now, right? Yep, I kept it simple for now because this is my first experience with it, and uh, Ranger classes are usually just my go-to entry. I'll probably create a different character later, but for now, I wanted to go with Ranger. Hell yeah! Uh, yeah, I was not expecting you to tell me uh, the coast, uh, but you're right. <laughs> uh, if if you want water, motherfucker, you're gonna get water. I, I hope you love the I mean, shit most, out of most. My spells are water based anyway, so I thought, why not? I'll just go straight for it. I am a water-bending half-elf. All right, Katara. All right. Uh, cool. And then we got Sarah, uh, our third uh, member of the party that is uh, currently... She is making a changeling wild surge or wild magic sorcerer, which will be uh, dangerous, but also hilarious, depending on how things go. What was, am, the, what was the name of her character? Uh, oh, shoot. Oh, yes. So it looks like Filet Mignon. Uh, yep. <laughs> but it is actually pronounced Philip Minion. I, I, I don't know. Mm. Mm. <laughs> she, she's the, uh, I, I don't know, the, uh, the Pacific Bay Butcher or something like that. She really <laughs> likes to meet. Oh dear, Philip Minion. <laughs> it does not sound like a name of a, a good person. Mm-mm. Mm-mm. I mean, she, she has a, a pirate background, so. And one of the features of that is bad reputation. So yeah, uh, she will be uh, definitely uh, not popular uh, with uh, the locals when it comes to something like that. She's going to be a walking uh, Joan Jett song. And we're going to have to deal with it. Mm-hmm. Yep, that's true. <laughs> yep. <laughs> oh, no. Don't worry. I'll use my charm. I'll use my charm. We'll talk out the way out of every situation possible. The, the funny part about that is, like, I keep giving, like, the, uh, there's a female character from Game of Thrones where there's a meme of her giving, like, a, a sweet, like, oh, you poor sweet soul smile, just like a, <laughs> that, because she's playing a sorcerer, so all her skills are charisma-based, uh, so when you're telling me that you're gonna be the face of the party, it's like, okay, I mean, you, 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 you do, do it, you, dude. you do you, you do you, I'll just stay with my wisdom, then. No, it'll be okay. It'd be like good cop, bad cop. <laughs> oh, no. I really should have oh. gone a more chaotic class to balance out the two of them. No. <laughs> I don't want to hear from you, ball buster. You are definitely chaotic <laughs> enough. Yeah, you, you are <laughs> a 
fantastical <laughs> manifestation of my wife with what you did with that thing. <laughs> oh, care to elaborate? <laughs> if I had a fireplace, I know where my testes would be. <laughs> oh, Hung right over. Yeah. With a sweet gold <laughs> label, property of Amanda. Love it. Love it. <laughs> and then Tyler will be well hung in two different ways. Hell yeah. Uh, uh, Question uh, mark? <laughs> <laughs> Goodness You're gracious, You're not wrong, guys. but at what cost, you know? Everything. Yeah. I'm hoping to get you guys through a cool one shot. Just, uh, you know, test the water, see what a story is like in one shot, have some fun, maybe murder some things. And then uh, from there, uh, provided everything continue- continues to go smoothly, uh, we can uh, try a Chris Estrade. And, uh, where, you know, any joy or happiness you could possibly get with your character will immediately be sucked out right through your nostrils. Cool. And then you'll have to live the, the you know, sheer bland terror of, uh, D&D. Perfect. I'm Let's excited start. No. <laughs> to be traumatized by everything I mean, in that campaign. <laughs> knowing you guys, you will turn the deepest, darkest things you could think of into, like, improv comedy scenes, so... I have absolute faith that, that it's not going to be as dark or bland as I can, you know, imagine it to be with your standard run of that game. So, <laughs> jokes on you. Degradation is my kink. No. <laughs> oh, <dear. laughs> oh my god! Can I just like oh my just kill him straight <laughs> off the bat? <laughs> Get in line. You won't be the first. Damn, jeez. But yes, Tyler, I have a question for you, Tyler. Is this, um, like, with DM- DMing us, like, how long has it been since you last DM'd a group of people? Uh, a brand new group of people? Or just or people just, in general? Just your last time DMing. So, up until, like, maybe two, three weeks ago, uh, and it's gonna resume as soon as we get time back, uh, I have been in charge of a Dungeons & Dragons campaign for that's run about two, two and a half years. Solid. It started basically with uh, a group of friends, like the same group of people taking turns being Dungeon Master, and they'd do their one-shots, and it, it was really awkward with a couple of them. Like, I had one friend that ran a dungeon, or sorry, a, a one-shot that was like uh, four or five parts. It was fun. I got to make my first character. I had a good time. But then there was uh, certain players that would like get so fucking high that they fell asleep <laughs> mid-battle. <laughs> And so, like, it would frustrate the DM to no end. And meanwhile, like, being a first time making a character, I was looking for all the stupid shit you could possibly get away with. Like, you, you know, you know, you want you want to do. What can you pour water in some, inside somebody's throat and then freeze it to kill them instantly? Stealing <laughs> my uh, ideas, I. <laughs> Mm-hmm. There was a, a fun time as a bard where I learned that I can uh, use a class feature to learn a druid spell called Summon Woodland Creatures. And I know you're a druid. If you ever fucking try this, I will deny you. Unless it's like an escape route and it's fucking funny. Summon ri- Woodland Creatures, you can summon certain types of creatures. I summoned, I believe they're called pixies. And uh, yep. because they, they're like us, uh, like very low level creatures you can summon eight of them and we had an adventure party of four they're spell casters so i had four of them cast polymorph on each one of us turning us into giant apes and then i had the other four cast fly on them and so 
it turned from a large fight that was ominous against the group of four to where we had four flying apes just coming at this boss. And the dungeon master was like looking at me like, what the fuck? Like, why are you doing this? I'm like, <laughs> you know, as, as, Donkey Kong <laughs> as apes do. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I want banana. I can fly. <laughs> like shit, shit like that went so awry. But for whatever reason, when I did my one shot, uh, people really took into it and people really love the shit out of it. And it, maybe it's an ego bo boost for me, but as I homebrewed more and more different fun stuff to do with them, it just, it turned comical because I'm typically the dungeon master. And this is despite what I just said a moment ago to you, hockey, uh, that is a, uh, it's called a yes and dungeon master to where if you say you want to do something, I am almost like guaranteed to tell you yes and. Uh, like obviously there's going to be certain conditions where if you push something so far that you break a rule in the spell or a rule in the book, I'll have to like course correct it a little bit. But sometimes I like to give leeway, but you'll have to roll to see if it turns into your favor or not. Because some people want yep. to do some crazy shit that breaks the rules and whatnot. I'm like, yeah, but if you roll and you suck, you're, you're going to do something nasty to yourself. You're going to cut off a toe or something. But yeah, go fuck it for it. Do it. And then they rethink it. You're like, you know, I like my toe, actually. Maybe, uh, maybe I'll keep it. <laughs> yeah, uh, I, I've i been running a dungeon master uh, as dungeon master for a table for about two and a half years. They're on break because uh, two of the members are getting married and uh, ah. they're planning the wedding. So uh, in the meanwhile, me uh, and a couple of my best friends are he he's doing a short uh, session for a candle keep mysteries where I get to be a player. And uh, so the only uh, thing I get the DM now is for you guys. So I get to stretch my creative uh, muscles and see if I, you know, scare you off. Like, you know, in the next episode of Casual Master Quest, we'll find out if you hate me or love me as a DM. We we won't know until then. That's in, I think, three days for us from the time of, record of the recording. So we'll see. Yeah. I um, think it'll be fun. So for me and Bob, I'm pretty sure we don't really have a clue. But what exactly goes into being a dm and like running a campaign because you said that you've been spending quite a few hours kind of getting the curse of strad ready for us so i just wanted to know what exactly actually goes into it well i mean there's two sides of it as a dungeon master that i gotta keep uh maybe not sharpened but you know make sure i'm up to date uh the basic thing for me both for regular stuff and homebrew is uh i need to make sure i know what you guys can do uh, and you know, more importantly, what you can't do. I spent plenty of time like testing out different characters and whatnot of different types of builds, just so when you tell me you're doing something and you're not sure how to do it, I can answer it with something definitive. Like, uh, for example, uh, I had a, I'm, I'm not giving anybody, a, you know, a, a, he, the guy's like cool ass dungeon master, but I was playing and uh, he was trying to figure out what is the rule you make to knock somebody off a horse. And it's like, you, you can just hmm. do a strength check, I assume. And the answer is, by the books, you're, and this is going to be like way over your heads unless you can get, work with me here. You do what is called the shove action, which is part of the uh, grappling action when you, hmm. uh, you can do a athletics check against their athletics or acrobatics. And if they fail, you can either grapple them, drop them five feet, or sorry, drop them prone or push them five feet away. And you take the five feet off option, push them off the horse, and that is them falling off their horse. Uh, and like you just got to make sure you know what you're like. Uh, I need, and I've been doing some research on each of your characters, what you guys can do, 
what you guys may possibly, you know, try to do. That way I can help you in case you, you, you level up and you're like, ooh, what's this? You know, piece of candy. <laughs> level two spell slots? <laughs> uh, <laughs> and for the homebrew part, it's just me making sure I have a bunch of enemies uh, ready for you guys. A cool story where I leave at least half of it as loose ends because the thing is, I can send you down a straight road that is a story, but as players, you're going to feel the desire to push the boundaries, see the where the fuck you can go and what you can do. And I want you to, at the very least, think, if not, be able to offer that it's almost sandbox. I'm going to put you in a place and I want you to be able to do whatever the fuck you want. I'm sending you towards an ominous cave. There's a river. And you want to follow it to the uh, lake for some reason? Okay, I, I I I have that ready halfway in my head. There's gonna be a fucking crocodile down there that's you know taking a nap, and you're gonna notice it has a gold tooth for some reason, and uh, you're gonna be tempted to beat the shit out of it. Uh, Not tempted, encouraged. <laughs> encouraged. <laughs> whoa, whoa, whoa! As a druid, I probably would be against that. <laughs> Curse of Strahd or doing a adventure module is a bit different though than, you know, that kind of mindset. And this is what's eating up a lot of my time. Uh, there's not really as much uh, main road with a bunch of uh, side paths left open. Everything's fucking written out. You tell me you want to follow the river to the lake. They have a fucking lake. Everything's written out. There's stuff happening there. And I need to know... Mm -hmm. With, you know, some discretion, exactly what's happening over there. Uh, because if I don't, I'm fucked. And I, I otherwise, I just make something up and I find out, whoops, they were supposed to get an item there that was important at the town over. I guess I'm going to have a, you know, a fucking a crow drop it on your head or something. And it's, you know, that's a little yeah. awkward. I could do it, but I, I like to take a little pride, you know, saying, you know, there's, if it's by the book, I want to give you as genuine as uh, experience as possible. That being said, I'm also wanting to fuck around with a couple of things without trying to offend people like the idea that the main villain has a very strong boner for uh, a female uh, character in the campaign just seems so overdone so what happens if i you know some you know subvert some uh stereotypes about the main bad guy make you know mess things around but then i gotta be careful whims if i do that and it seems like it's a joke and i'm mocking a certain you know sexuality or uh you know any other kind of uh affiliation and such so so i gotta see what i can do with that i know that's a big answer I know that ate up a lot of time, but DMing is fun and rewarding, but only if you're new as a DM, you got to make sure that you're either with new or very patient players, preferably the patient players that kind of know what they're doing. Because yeah. if you don't, if you don't know the answer to something as a DM, you either have to look it up or play it by ear with the assistance mm -hmm. of the player. And if the players don't know what the rules are, they're going to make shit up with you. And then you're going to be stuck with that until you realize there's a whole role rule set that you're able to do in the first place. Mm. Um, and if you play with a bunch of, uh, you know, very impatient people, they're just going to fucking roll over you and say, hey, I do this. I don't give a fuck what you say. Never disrespect the DM. Like the DM needs to be as patient and kind as possible. But at the same time, they also need to be like, uh, final call when it comes to like uh, a conflict of interest yeah so hopefully that answered you a little bit <laughs> yeah well i mean it seems like quite a lot of work to do i don't know if i'd ever be able to actually do that maybe in time Not with that. i get to know the game a bit more i don't know i feel like um i'd like to make a one shot at some point once i know more about the game 
and everything. Because I, I, mean, I have a lot of weird ideas running through my head that I could make <laughs> into something interesting. When I did my first thing as a dungeon master, I started super simple. Uh, I didn't realize this, but I had them all started captured by bandits and they're being taken to their bandit leader in a wagon. And I didn't realize this. And they told me this weeks later that they thought I was doing the start of Skyrim on them. And uh, <laughs> basically they're captured by bandits. They had the break free, subdue the bandits and get their stuff back, beat the bandit leader and continue on with their mission, which was to deliver a letter to a king. You know, beating a bunch of bandits, you know, you can put bandits wherever the fuck you want. They're bandits. You can fuck them up wherever you want. They're bad. Uh, they're not usually very nice or wanting to make deals with you. So it's, you can just say, Bandit A, kick the dog. You should kill him. And the party, especially if it's a new party, will always give you a thumbs up. He's like, I have no reason to not kill this guy. Are you sure, Dungeon Master? Can I rip his entrails out? And he's like, dude. That was that that was a four week year old puppy. It hasn't even been weaned yet. And he's like, Oh hell yeah, they start sharpening their swords and shit. Oh <laughs> like you can start so simple and as long as uh, the thing is, if the players are happy, you're gonna be happy. You just gotta yeah. make sure that they don't take advantage of you, which you know, if they do, it's usually not intentional. So don't ever get offended by it. And as long like I said, if they're happy and you're goofing off and you're having a good time and watching your lego city get torn apart by these knuckleheads it's still funny uh and you're still having a good time just just start simple and enjoy yourself if you ever want to try like dungeon uh being dm for a one shot of something just to fuck around i'd love to be your player man so don't sweat it yes because you can I come in a, on that as well i have a bunch of um like kind of like mystery kind of scenarios in my head that i think would be interesting to not just to like go here kill this thing like something that you kind of have to uncover ah, the stuff. old rats in the basement quest <laughs> yeah yeah I, 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 i'm sure i could brew something up in my head get your murder mystery one going <laughs> that's what i'm thinking that's they're the kind mm-hmm. of stories i like so i thought maybe mm-hmm. i can do something like that where you have to use uh your brain more than the brawn you know which could be quite as, interesting as players and it differs from the type of characters that you build you're gonna find out you either are gonna like the lore the interaction or the battle uh some people really love getting lore about certain areas and the dungeon master certain dungeon masters are like stop fucking asking me what the name of the street is that you're on it's dirt road b for the love of god and other dungeon masters are like this is the grand gold corollian road east route this was paved some 300 years by the elven you know like they'll start doing that and lore people love that some people like to interact just find an npc whether or not the dungeon master has one that exists or not and just talk with them they love the interaction and then you got people uh and this is to the extreme example known as murder hobos where they Mm. would love nothing more to find even the smallest possible reason to just obliterate fulfill their weird very uh, under five layers of uh mental fortitude serial killer uh, (laughs) mindset i see you looking at me no i'm kidding (laughs) (laughs) like the way if the shoe fits you better tie that bitch up and lace it (laughs) oof i'll tie anyone up no i'm kidding (laughs) the way our party's set out right now we're probably not as suited for fighting currently oh really yeah (laughs) (laughs) tell me about the ranger who who, you know did the nut shot 
You have the walking <laughs> refrigerator who dis and you know, in place of possibly sparing a guy, you you freeze him over, and you're about to be joined by a infamous pirate ex uh, companion whose magic chaotically will activate and just obliterate people just out of the blue. Uh yeah, no, you'll be terrible in fights. I'm sure. I'm, ter- I, well, I'm terrified like on your interaction. Part. gonna go wrong. I mean, oh, sometimes that's fine with that. <laughs> As long as you're not like deliberately going out of your way to like breaking local law and stuff like that, and just you know keep yourself under a cool head, you'll be fine. I mean, just don't murder a guard in the middle of the street because he looked at you funny. Aw. Or do and go to jail or prison, you know, or something. Gotta but catch me first. <laughs> true, true. If you want to play Red Dead Redemption Two. <laughs> Oops. <laughs> and just just to watch it's like as a druid, I cannot stand. Anyone wearing medals, just all the guards just dead. <laughs> it's against what I believe. Oh, great. The old, it's against my religion, Antic. Oh, no. <laughs> the uh, holy metal that. war. <laughs> I, I, I cannot tell you how excited I am to actually get this one shot going. I'm, can I'm I, pumped. Can I be honest with you guys? Yes. I'm legit. This is just my anxiety. I'm legit terrified. Because. Oh. I have no idea what you guys are going to do once you get the playing field, you know, like you guys might be civil. You guys, the thing is, there's a stereotype where somebody will do something that's dastardly, often to the detriment of their own group. And they'll say, well, that's what my character would have done. You know, and it's like, mm-hmm. well, yes, but that also makes you a douchebag in real life kind of thing. Like <laughs> if, if you're serving yourself because you wrote that, it's like writing a book. And then following that book, and then the book says every Saturday you rob the ice cream store. This is the holy book of my, you know, of me. And you say, well, the book, this is what the book tells me to do. And it's like, you fucking wrote the book. You don't have to follow it. Why did you write it in the first place? Why ice cream? Uh, sorry. Uh, anyways. <laughs> <laughs> every time I rant, there's a story behind it that I got to keep quiet on. You know, there, there's going to be one. Oh, oh no. Tyler. Well, not uh, the one. I mean, like in D and D, not like somebody actually uh, robbed a ice cream place. That's horrible. <laughs> if you do, if you do that, you deserve to be her, um, murder hoboed. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it's it's gonna be a good time. Oh yeah. But uh, past the D and D stuff, Tyler, you apparently have a whole list of for us about things you have been doing. <laughs> Okay, so it's been two weeks since we recorded last, and up until like an hour or so ago, I have not played a single video game. I've been either out of it or I've been busy because, well, out of it because I've been busy kind of thing. We're going to play a quick game. It's going to be called I Say Something and You Tell Me Another One if you want to hear another thing I had to do this week. (laughs) Say another one, take a shot. (laughs) Uh, I'll I'll take a vape. (laughs) 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 <laughs> uh, all right are you ready for this the stupid shit that i did this week mm-hmm. yes you, you tell me if i keep going or if i stop i power washed the outside wall only to watch it get completely infested by bugs again oh no because oh, no. <laughs> it's mayfly season mayflies out here in the swampy area they love to come in after the first rain a first hot rain and Three days before that happened, I cleaned off the wall that was just filled off with grime outside my back entrance. Three days later, they came in thinking like I opened a hotel. Mm. All right, that's one. Do I stop? Do I stop? No whammy? Uh, keep, keep it coming. Another one. <laughs> Another one. 
I cleaned a floor that was full of cat poop. Dot, dot, dot. I, I had a cat that hated the litter box so much that she proceeded to poop on the floor. And I don't know if you know this, but when cat poop and pee hits uh, cement, uh, it chemically bonds with the floor. Uh, so even if you get rid of the poop and you, uh, you wipe it down and you, you know, scrub it, that scent will stay there forever unless you take a debonding agent. I, I spent hours in a basement floor where it, it has a ceiling of about five and a half feet, but, and I'm six and a half feet. Uh, I'm you know stooped over like the hunchback of Notre Dame, spraying this debonding stuff and scrubbing and throwing cat litter to slowly drain it out. I destroyed two light bulbs with my forehead that day. Fucking cat. Oh, uh, cat <laughs> oh no. <laughs> And and keep going. Another thing you have to add. Another, another one. one. <laughs> I tried hunting a PlayStation 5 for four days in a fucking row, watching multiple times of them coming out in stock, but then bots kept swooping in just when I had the car and the payment system ready. And then I got to go see my friend yesterday who, who had a PS5 for like six months so far. Oh, rub it in. Oh, I was so tilted seeing the damn thing. It's so beautiful. And I can't fucking get one. Take my money. I keep looking at Facebook scalpers. I keep looking, man. I won't do it. But the thoughts there, you know, they want to sell for $800, $900, a $1,000. Oh, no. Like, oh, man. I, I, it makes me so mad. I started stalking them, dude. I started looking at their profiles and seeing what kind of piece of shit they are. And I'm like, man, you fucking piece of shit, single father trying to support your child and your family. <laughs> Motherfucker trying to sell something for an extra $300. No one will buy it for three weeks. So the profit's not even going to feed your family, you motherfucker. And it's like, yeah, we can stop this pain train. <laughs> Keep going. Another one. <laughs> Another one. I made a D&D one shot with you guys. I have it ready to go. I slapped a nice five hours worth of, uh, well, I put five hours in to get stuff ready and it's going to be a hell of a time. Help make you guys, uh, make your own characters and watch them blossom up in your own shapes and forms through a couple of, uh, fish in the tank for you guys to rip apart. Went great. I'm excited for it on Wednesday. Hell yeah. There we go. Good oh, things. Yeah, yes. Hell yeah. <laughs> Alright, another one. I can keep going. I reread <laughs> Curse of Strahd, which is almost 200 pages long. It was long. <laughs> and on top of that, I got to enjoy almost uh, five, six hours of video content and how to be a dungeon master for it, where it was essentially a audiobook for the same exact book, except I'm just listening to it now instead of reading it in preparation for this. I am all in on Curse of Strahd, dude. I, like, I got people ready for you. Oh, Oh my. <laughs> I, I will admit, um, I was watching YouTube videos on um, just stories of people who have played D&D. It's just this whole channel that has people submit their stories. Mm -hmm. And I uh, had this one, and it was going along. Um, then they mentioned Strahd in it, I was like, hold up a minute. And like, I, I might need to stop this to not get spoiled. Because you mentioned some of the themes in it. And um, I was like, I'm just going to pause this. I went to the Strahd like PDF. I was like, this sounds way too familiar. I found the exact, I'm going to assume it's like a side quest. So I was like, yeah, I'm not going <laughs> to watch this video anymore. What did um, they, what location did they say? Or person? Um, this is the one with, I think, the three witches. Oh, fuck. Yep. Uh, bone grinder. Yeah, because you oh. mentioned like the kids and stuff, and I was like, this this sounds exactly like you're talking about. And I'm like, yeah, I'm uh -huh. not going to stop this video. Uh huh. I was like, 
it, it made me more excited, honestly. I had to do a come to Jesus with the three of you in Discord about whether or not we really wanted to do Curse of Strahd with how much uh, violence against children this whole thing has. There's bad people in that thing, man. They they do nasty stuff. It is. It just sounds dark, but it's like it's a gothic setting, isn't it? Kind of. Yeah. By gothic, uh, yeah, yeah, like a gothic horror, I guess would like be a, the closest Like a term. Penny Dreadful kind of novel. I can, yeah, I can see it like that. I can see it like that. Like, I'm still blind <laughs> to this whole thing. Good. If you keep, the more blind you are to it, the better it's going to be, man. Like, I, I mean, yeah, even, I had to stop that video. I didn't want anything spoiled. Even hearing the first half hour of content that you'll experience will kind of damper your expectations because going in, you have no idea what the fuck is going to happen. But it, like the moment you officially start the game, the campaign, the adventure, it is everything is different. Balls to the wall. Oh, fuck. Oh, fuck. Oh, fuck. We need to do something. We need to get moving kind of thing. Like it, it, it goes. It's like a John Wick movie. Except, uh, it's, well, I was going to say darker, but I don't think that's physically possible with John Wick. <laughs> Very bold statement there. Oh, it, it is high. And if it goes all well, I am fully prepared to give you the monies to get um, Candlekeep. Because, Candlekeep Mysteries? Hell yeah, man. Yeah, because uh, I really love like the mystery kind of campaign kind of stuff. So I was like, it, yeah, I'm totally prepared to give you the money to get that once we finish Strahd. If it makes you feel better, uh, the style of puzzle solving and whatnot with Candlekeep Mysteries is super uh, prevalent in Curse of Strahd. There's going to be a lot of puzzles, uh, both physical and like playing the long game thing. Like, I'm going to give you a piece of information you might write down. And you won't use it for almost, you know, two months kind of thing. Like, you're going to be like, wait a minute. I remember hearing about this before. You're going to pull up this piece of paper that says, holy shit, this is the place where, you know, such and such is, you know, at such and such. And it'll, it'll be mind boggling how long you kept that little information, like the most tiny and main detail. I And I'll point it out. I'm like, by the way, you should write that down. And you'll be like, you'll scribble it down. You'll tuck it in your back pocket and you'll like you'll go to a place and you're like no no <laughs> and you'll be running through your dirty laundry where you, you go through an old pair of shorts where you wrote down that note you'll be running through all the pockets and you'll rip it out but it went through the washer so you can only read half of it but you can see like a, a couple of terms you're like tyler dungeon master did you say such and such and i'm like yes i did and you're like stupid shit like that if it clicks, it is nice because this game does not give you a lot of indication or clues beyond the first one it gives you. So you got to keep yourself. And that's why I have to be careful as a dungeon master, because if I fudge a detail and it doesn't click with you, it means I fucked up as the DM. So there's a lot of pressure. Mm. On mm. But there's there's also like hidden switch behind painting or something, you know? Yeah. Uh, but they're the type of puzzles I really love where you get that like that like aha moments like holy shit i've just figured this out oh yeah <sighs> all right tyler give us give us another one okay i did some dishes <laughs> <laughs> what they're not all glorious i gotta give myself credit 
Well, that's an easy one just to, you know, skip past what's <laughs> next on your list. Okay, I took the cat that was shitting all over the floor to the vet, and she did not like that. Normally, they, I have one cat where if you put it in the crate and you take them to the vet, they will let you know every five seconds that they exist and they are not happy. I was going to ask yep. how they do with the car ride. The other one, the one I took, is usually silent. Like, turns uh, their head to the back of the carrier. I can't see you. You can't see me. Maybe I'll break out of prison. And I'll live my life as a feral. Uh, she did not do that. She let me know that she was very unhappy. There was no air conditioning in the car. And uh, this this is suffering. What are you doing to me? Let me shit on the floor. I said no. She said yes. I said no again. Took her to the vet. Uh, vet said uh, they have no idea what's wrong with her. Probably just an upset stomach. Uh, so they gave me a bunch of biotics to give her. Which, by the way, giving a cat a full-size pill is a fun feat. Mm -hmm. And one that I, I, as the person that made the sacrifice of getting up early to take the cat to the vet, I did my hard work. So my wife, lovely as she is, was the one that got to feed the pills to the cat. And she's already been bitten for it. Uh, trying to force feed oh. it. It's like trying to fucking have somebody choke on a dick and then swallow it. Like, not all cats can deep throat a, a pill, okay? And trying to force one to do it is, is not optimal. It's very unfortunate. Uh, it, it, you can crush it, but you know, you're not sure if the cat's going to eat all of it. So it just sucks because you don't want to force the cat to suffer, but... If, if it's already feeling compelled to, you know, have uh, bad bowel movements, essentially, it's like you, you do what you need to. Animal doesn't understand that you're trying to help it. Yeah. Whereas when I had to give my dog pills, I just put it in with its food. It just vacuumed it all up. Exactly. Hell yeah, man. So Kirby much easier to give up. dog the pills. Put in some peanut butter, maybe put the peanut butter in the middle of a, a piece of ham or something like that, that mm -hmm. pre-sliced ham. They don't fucking care. You can put cyanide in that shit. They'll eat it like it's <laughs> last meal. <laughs> oh, so no. I mean, don't... Okay, let, let me make this very clear. It's on the sirens. Do not feed your dogs uh, cyanide to test this theory. I have not tested this theory, and it is under the assumption that the dogs will eat anything. Uh, they'll eat themselves if they have half the chance. Uh, so don't, don't, don't give them cyanide. But please don't. Anyway, please don't. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Don't give cats cyanide uh, either. Just don't give anyone cyanide. <laughs> uh, BV, could you uh, vocalize what you just did there? <laughs> no, I'm good. <laughs> what, what, what's, what's wrong there, Mr. Fifth Amendment? <laughs> I just I just shrugged when you said don't give cats cyanide. No, I'm kidding. No, do not give cats cyanide. <laughs> Please don't. Cats are kind. Thanks. Well, some, some are. Uh, not when you're giving them pills. Yeah, yeah, don't deep throat cats with pills and expect them to be nice. <laughs> the mental image of you trying to deep throat a cat that is holding pills just popped into my head. <laughs> like, I imagine, like, uh, Tom for Tom and Jerry, you squeeze his throat, his tongue sticks out, and then you drop the pill, uh, and then roll the tongue in or something like that. That does not work in real life, by the way. That... <laughs> That that cartoon demonstration does not accurately describe how to give a cat a full-size pill. Oh, dear. <laughs> All right, I am going to give you three more things you did Okay. try to impress us. Okay. Uh, there's a company called, uh, I think it's called the Golden Originals or Golden Book Series, where they made the, the classic books to be published for children's novels. Yeah. Uh, mm -hmm. I, it's called the Golden Something. I don't remember what it's called. Like, but uh, they just uh, announced, and they have it coming out very soon. A uh, Golden Original, I believe, for Mario. 
So they got a Mario Ooh. book that's coming out for children that I pre-ordered for my soon-to-be son, Vincent. So I got that going for me. I was a little excited for that. I the little watched Golden Sailor books? Moon for uh, the first official time in my entire life. And uh, oh. my Nick had me, excuse me, Nick had me uh, watch the very original because apparently watching Sailor Moon Crystal was illegal, according to him. I, I like I had to watch the original. Apparently, watched uh, first four episodes. Have a lot of uh, strong feelings. Uh, they make some very interesting choices in that uh, film, and uh, quite frankly, uh, I disagree with a few of them. But it's mm -hmm. it's an anime from like 1980s, I'm guessing, or something like that. So you know, fuck me if, yeah. if I if I have thoughts <laughs> about how they do things. They they have a spa scene with uh, Usagi, and you know, a 14 year old girl inside a spa, and they show a lot more curves that they should for said 14 year old girl. It, like mm -hmm. it should be illegal, mm -hmm. but. Mind you, 20 years later, they have fucking bath and spa scenes for Naruto, and don't even get me started about the shit they'll show in anime nowadays. <laughs> I can get started on that. I've seen a lot. But you have, big boy. <laughs> <laughs> well, here's a fun fact about Sailor Moon that I learned. Um, I think in the original, like, in the Japanese, there's two, two of the sailors, I can't remember exactly, who have, like, an implied relationship. Okay. A sexual relationship. Um, okay. For some reason, the dub didn't want that, so it's, they made them cousins instead, but they forgot to remove the sexually implied tension. So <laughs> instead oh, of sweet oh, Alabama, they decided to trade in having uh, like an implied lesbian couple in their show to an implied lesbian incest couple in their show. Nice. <laughs> nice you. <laughs> You got Sailor Mercury, and then you got, uh, you know, Sailor Venus, but have you seen Sailor Uranus? Uh, <laughs> and Thomas, you're, you're muted, man, on uh, Discord. Sorry. Yeah. I wasn't sure if that was intentional or not. This, it's not picking up my voice. You mute yourself in Discord, Bob. I did not mute myself in Discord, but okay, I'm back. <laughs> At least I had that laugh live on the, the feed. Okay. <laughs> You do you do have my laugh and my reaction in the podcast. <laughs> Hell yeah, brother. The last thing that I'm allowed to tell you, and this is a two-parter, so forgive me for trying to scrape oh, wow. the fourth one. I know. <laughs> Got onto to me for metagaming in the battle. Now you're meta-podcasting. <laughs> meta-podcasting. Hell yeah. <laughs> Gotta get into it. Gotta know. Gotta in the extra tangents inside the tangents. I tried to replace a, a riding lawnmower blade. Uh, it came with two blades, uh, but I pussied out. I couldn't do it. Uh, the the bolts were too rusted, and because when I was five years old, I went under a riding lawnmower as a kid and had my mm. uh, heel detached and my calf torn up, I, I was terrified of lawnmowers. Still mm. am. So when I tried to take on this thing, uh, watching my wife reach under there, even with the battery disconnected and everything, ugh, no thank you. Uh, got... I had a friend come over, detach the entire uh, mower deck, which is that bottom portion that covers the actual blades. And yeah. uh, we got to get the right blades now because it's a, a 1994 uh, lawnmower. And I'm hoping you're both older than that. So I don't feel like... Uh, I know what you're talking about. I know what it is. You're assuming that we're older than 1994? Yeah. Yes. Oh, now right? four years shy. <laughs> Wait, no. 95, baby. <laughs> what? 98. <laughs> Oh, Wait, no. Yeah. You're no. Hockey, you're oh. younger than my youngest sibling. 
How old are you, hockey? Uh, 23 right now. Oh my god. Oh my god, the FBI is tracking me now. <laughs> yeah, FBI open open up. Up. Boom, boom. <laughs> Talking about, uh, you know, uh, naked 14-year-old women in uh, 1980s <laughs> animes to a 23-year-old Australian. Open up. <laughs> I've, I've seen, I've seen books in anime, I know you, trust me. Oh, oh god, no. <laughs> Those are my three plus one. So I, I'm done. I'm closing this word pad. I have, I was only halfway through the shit that I did this week. I did a oh lot of shit. God. I'm closing it. I'm not saving it. It's gone forever. If you say another one, I'm going to say uh, stuff. So. <laughs> stuff. <laughs> Things. To Probably keep already got through half of it. Jeez. I did a lot of shit, dude. That's why I couldn't play games. Like, I did play one game. But yeah, so that is what we're going to segue right into since this is a gaming podcast this is a video have, game podcast yes it is and you have one game to your name this week i do have one game to my name i got to play uh, about two and a half hours of it after watching it be played through fully by one of my favorite youtubers known as john wolf i decided to finally give the shot myself resident evil 8 or resident evil village and uh honestly I know we talked quite a bit about it in the last podcast, so I'll keep it brief. I wasn't going to be as afraid of this game now that I've seen what it had to offer. You know, jump scares are still going to jump scare me and the like, but, you know, I kind of know what to expect. And uh, the, the thing is, when you give me a game that I can mod to no end, I'm going <laughs> to do it. People know about, uh, I think it was sometime last year where I took Breath of the Wild and I put somewhere around 70 to 80 different mods in all at once. I remember this. Oh, dear. Which broke the game in so many different ways that it was frightening. But once I got everything together and held by duct tape, funny as shit. Got to play as Zelda with short hair, running around with all the, the most ridiculous shit. And it was hilarious. Resident Evil 8 doesn't have as many mods uh, freely available right now, but I was able to get somewhere around 15 to 20 in at the same time. Uh, a couple of them didn't quite work or they were conflicting with each other in some shape or form, so I don't know why that was the case. But at the very least, 10 to 12 was very active. Uh, apparently my uh, fan favorite of the uh, people that were watching me was the uh, one with Alcina Dimitrescu. Sorry, Dimitras, because the U is not pronounced. Uh, I'm very sorry to anybody that listened to that. Yeah, I, <laughs> I, I wouldn't I, know. I don't, I, <laughs> it's Dimitrask. My bad. My bad. Uh, you know, having her dress on the, her backside, it says uh, "slap me" uh, on the, the uh, multiple <laughs> times in the back, as if like you know, give Ethan Winters a challenge when he's walking around the castle. He'll see that little bullseye target. Uh, other things I was able to do was turn uh, a couple of the uh, Draugr-like creatures into Mike Myers. Uh, I now have SpongeBob paintings hanging around the uh, in the entire castle, which is okay. a, a good fun time. Okay. Uh, so you have uh, a banana pistol. Yeah, I had a pistol that looks like a banana, and I have a knife that's actually a a, a very strong tablespoon. And <laughs> there I was what is. There was one at the beginning when I first jumped into the beginning of your stream when you were doing that. There was, like, instead of, like, an armored soldier guy or something breaking into the house in the beginning, there was, like, a sailor. He was, like, the short, short sailor captain, like, muscle man. What was yeah, that? That was Chris Redfield. Uh, <laughs> normally in his DSAA full decked out, you know, SWAT team suit. Uh, at the very beginning of the game, uh, the book ended, like, they tell a tale in the very beginning of the game. 
And as it focuses on Mia's face, it showed uh, Rose the baby with the head of Chris. Uh, oh, motion nice. and everything. Nightmare fuel. <laughs> Nightmare fuel. Absolutely. <laughs> and so in the beginning, and I'm sorry if you never play this game and you're afraid to be spoiled by the first five minutes of the thing. When Mia, Mia gets uh, shot uh, by uh, a group of uh, the BSAA uh, squad team, uh, Chris Redfield, you, you'd only see his legs. And normally you see dark black uh you know suit jean legs but you see these muscular hairy thighs come dropping <laughs> for you table swings over and like fucking donald duck looking motherfucker you have chris redfield in a full navy <laughs> suit uh just you know swings the table over and he looks down at you and it's like holy shit you can captain my ship any day <laughs> <laughs> i i serve <laughs> full masterhead <laughs> And, you know, just the scene of him walking out in full sailor uh, <laughs> costume, holding a baby that has a head of also looking like him. It was Dr. Evil and Mini-Me in a, you know, a very interesting situation. And after that, <laughs> things just went downhill with, like, all the stupid shit that was going on. Yeah, I... It's I a beautiful introduction. It, it was very interesting. I really appreciated it. There was a lot of mods I could add to it. But uh, most of them just made all the characters naked because apparently that you know people want that. Which you know, they're, they're thirsty people. They need to see the you know the Dimitrescu daughters. You know, uh, undead boobies. I gotta see them nip nips. Otherwise, they just can't get it off and play the game. <laughs> they need to see Chris Redfield stark naked with a full erect penis. Apparently, that's another mod. Oh no! I don't, know. I don't oh, no. know why you need that. How else is he going to flip that table over? You think his hands? <laughs> Joke's on you, fool. His hands are busy holding a gun. What do you think he's going to flip it with? Oh, he has a, he has a he shotgun down there. Holding. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I, I've seen some really good um, mods. There's this one TikToker I follow who has just been playing the game with different mods. Uh, one of them was all the the basic lichen enemies were all Dobby. Dobby the house. Oh my god. Yes. Yep. Um, there's one where Lady D has Thomas the Tank Engine for a head. That, yep, yep. Yes, yes. Love that one. <laughs> She's, I think the is the Fly Swatter a mod as well? Yes, it was. I decided to go for the tablespoon because, you know, I'm a mama's boy. I like to lick the spoon. Not so much the Fly Swatter. Mm. Okay. Uh, I've seen Courage the Cali Dog in it. Same one with the lichens are all Barney the mm -hmm. Dinosaur. <laughs> <laughs> a paid mod, apparently, according to uh, my friend Brandon, which, you know, that's why I had to go for Mike Myers instead. I had to go for the free trial version. Mm. Having Goodness Mike gracious. Myers shoot out of a pool of blood to choke you. Uh, first off, oh, but second off, <laughs> scary as hell. I, I can't. I, <laughs> mods make games just like beautiful works of art. Going through a nice regal, like, you know, five, six hundred old castle that has pictures of Spongebob hanging from it, it's an art. And there's, like, the, uh, it was competing with other, uh, and another, not, it was competing with another mod with paintings that turned, uh, renditions of sock puppets, uh, as royalty. So, just oh having that, like, kind of add to the atmosphere of, you know, Dimitrescu, uh, just, you know, getting pissed off at me with, uh, you know, the slap me sign on her back, you know, backside i guess would be the term uh no hat has uh some sweet karen glasses on black lipstick red eyes mm. man it's 
what with mods one other game comes to mind that i've seen the like best mods for and that's skyrim yes hands down skyrim is probably community. it has to be the pinnacle of modding right mm -hmm. like yeah the only other one I could see competing with that would probably be like Left 4 Dead 2 or something, or maybe like Borderlands. Ooh, yeah. But Skyrim was the one, the mod, you know? Having mm -hmm. fucking Fluttershy replace the model of dragons and flying around yes. and breathing fire. Yes. Oh, you Absolute need beauty. Mm-hmm. Oh, it's one of the reasons why I'd want to get it on PC. Just to mod it like that. Just mod the shit out of it. The, the only thing That's... I regret about uh, playing it and trying to stream it is uh, the game is very CPU intensive. If you let it go above certain checkpoints, like my computer is good. It can run it at the highest settings. Running it and streaming it at uh, 1080, 60, not so much. Uh, I, had to bump, <laughs> I had to bump down some checkpoints on that. Like if I had a, you know, this is where I'd talk about using the PlayStation 5. If I had one. Uh, but unfortunately I don't, but yeah, it, it's very, very intensive on the PC, but it looks great. Even on low settings, it looks fantastic. Yeah, it is a beautiful game and I can't wait to go through it again. Well, I mean, I'm going through it again just to get all the treasures. There's replayability with it. Like, just like most Resident Evil games where you get the rack up points at the end and you can unlock cool ass shit. When I saw that, that's what made me buy the game. Like some reason the idea of like going through it and starting to maybe not speed run, but just, you know, burn through it with cool extra mm. superpowers like infinite ammo and stuff like that. Fuck it. Why not? I played Resident and Evil I, 5 with a friend so much. I unlocked infinite. I think it was RPG or some shit like that. Oh, no. It's comical. Like <laughs> when you're playing through the game for the first time, it is Ethan versus the world. It's very daunting at times. There's some enemies yep. that can just right fuck you up. But if you can change that. And it just turns into a comedy at that point. I'm in, you know? It's like the game offering me free cheat codes if I just beat the game enough times. And mm -hmm. I, I think they're pushing almost uh, two hours now with the speed running record. So if, oh, you can beat the game, if you can beat the game in two hours, then, you know, why not? Mm -hmm. And the one thing I didn't realize the game actually had is that they have uh, the Return of Mercenaries mode. I'm back in it. I Can you explain get... what that is to someone who doesn't know? Yeah, please uh, do. So, so mercenaries mode is basically you'll choose an area that's in the game, a map, and it's basically like a wave, fighting off waves of the enemies, getting points for it. Uh, in Well, at least in the Resident Evil 8, you can get different abilities um, to go through the waves, and you have to beat it within a specific amount of time. You can just Sounds... go through it. Um, get as many points as you can, get high scores, and just go through all the maps. And to get unlock some of the weapons, you have to do mercenaries mode and get the highest um, rank available on each map. Um, it sounds like uh, horde mode from uh, Gears of War or Nazi zombie style kind of thing. Yeah, it is exactly that. It's kind of like an arcade mode for interesting. It. You get the enemies. Well, I think you, you can see the enemies' health. Um, you get points from just killing them. Uh, you can get abilities like some of your shots. Oh, sometimes when you kill an enemy, they'll explode. Things like that. You just rack them up and keep going. And it'll just take you through each part of the map. Like, you'll start in the village, uh, basic area where the graveyard is. And you'll move to a second area when you complete that first area. Then you move to the final area. Hmm. You just keep going through and you just have to defeat a certain amount of enemies before you can get to the end of it. I got and two yeah, pieces of, exciting. of juicy information for you. You ready? Yes. Okay. 
Currently, according to howtobeat.com, howlongtobeat.com, the fastest run through of Resident Evil Evil or sorry, Resident Evil Village is one hour thirty-five minutes fifty-four seconds. Oh my! And that's any percentage. That. Uh, the slowest uh, recorded is two hours and fifty-seven minutes in a, a speed run setting. And uh, they did a nice breakdown according to the people that list their gaming on the site by console. Can anybody guess the number one platform that Resident Evil 8 is played on? Oh, I mean, I I'd, I'd love to say PC, but I'm thinking PlayStation. I My go-to thought was PlayStation, but I honestly don't know. Well, first off, uh, what PlayStation? Uh, uh, it's, well, it's definitely not 5. Sure. Yeah, just because people can't get their hands on the PS5, so would it be a 4? Number one answer is, in fact, PC. Uh, followed, uh, that's at 45% of the game played. Uh, number two answer is actually PlayStation 5 at 30%. Well, uh, play- joking. <laughs> PlayStation 4 only has 11.5%. Dang. Xbox One. Uh, sorry, Xbox Series X and S, 9%. Xbox One, 2.2%. So Wow. Over wow. five times the number of people playing on Xbox One compared to the PS4. And lastly, Google Stadia, for some reason, still has it. And somehow is alive at 0.7%. percent <laughs> like, hello, I exist! <laughs> They're there. They got the consolation prize. I really want to, like... Find the people that own it on the stadium and ask what's going through their head. <laughs> <laughs> Have you ever asked someone what's going through their head? Psychiatric evaluation. <laughs> Who hurt you? Point on the, the, the your PC that they touched you. Uh, but yeah, that 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 was all of uh, the one game I got to play. It's been it was a blast. Hoping that I'll get more mods and see what else I can fuck around with. Except naked people. No naked people. No 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 no. <laughs> That'll be for off stream. That's for off stream. <laughs> I mean, if I need to play games off stream, I still got uh, Hoonie Pop Two waiting for me. <laughs> I, I I have a I have one of the Honey Pop games. I think it's Honey Pop Two as well. Honey Pop Two Double Day. The well, one well, the entire game you can't or series you cannot stream on Twitch. And fun fact: if you ever see me go offline on Steam, you can guess what I'm doing. <laughs> <laughs> it's the- Dick div, the one I'm playing. It's a dick div, yeah. <laughs> See, I've never seen any of it, never played any of it, so you all, I, I'm just going to stream I, it and get banned from Twitch. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> yeah, okay. I think one and two are like completely different, aren't they? What's that? I remember. I think one and two are like completely different games. Uh, they're both match four games, uh, but uh, th- they add an extra level of challenge because you're trying to, instead of maintain a uh, single person to capture their interest in this uh, puzzle game, you're trying to com- uh, keep both uh, two people at once interested. Because God forbid uh. in the first game, you're trying to get the panties of you know, individual anime girls, but in the second one, you know, what's better than one, you know? Uh, two. The answer is uh, a threesome. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> oh, so the-, the one I have is Honey Pop Studio. I mm-hmm. think that's the one. The, uh, the way you have the cam girls. Uh, yep. I have uh, nothing to present on this defense, Your Honor. <laughs> it's fun, though. It's like resource management, but with girls. Uh, yeah, just uh, strong, independent women. That they, they, they don't need the show or anything, no, sir. <laughs> Your Honor, I have nothing past. to present to the court at this time <laughs> that may not incriminate myself, no, sir. Let's go past anime titties and go <laughs> onto um, How dare you go past anime titties? 
Anime <laughs> titties is life. And then he hit like 20. <laughs> so, Bob, what have you been playing? Keeping it on anime, I've been playing Dream Daddy. <laughs> oh, hell yeah, brother. That game. Dream we're just going to keep up with dating sims. Dream Daddy. <laughs> It's a dating simulator on Steam. Someone from my community bought it for me. I had played it on... There's a mobile version, and it's the exact Ooh. same and everything, but it uses, like, quote-unquote, energy, like, where you have to wait a certain amount of time before you're able to make certain actions and go on these uh, dates yeah. or whatever. So you have uh, to yeah, wait to play it. period. I've heard yeah, of it exactly. once or twice. Yeah. <laughs> but that means I just couldn't date the daddy super quickly. So I it's got okay. it on PC. <laughs> Thomas and about... Game. In about two or three months, you're going to be able to have a chance at the full trial here with your dream daddy. <laughs> but see, I'm not a dad myself, so I can't fully get the experience of dating another dad. <laughs> Look, we all have a little daddy in some of us, and with us, I'll help put a little daddy in you. Oh my! Oh my god. <laughs> <laughs> you should yep. see how red we're turning right now. No, <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, it is that kind of podcast now. Run. <laughs> Anime titties, <laughs> undead <laughs> boobies, <laughs> dream daddies, <laughs> putting babies in barb. I mean, <laughs> anyways. Dream daddy two, double daddies. No, <laughs> <laughs> uh, that's. I've been playing that a little bit though. It has some like mini games in it that are actually pretty. Just that knockoffs of like, uh, there's a knockoff of a Pokemon battle where you are bragging about your daughter to another daddy bragging about his daughter. And my daughter did this. My daughter did this. And so there's a clip on my channel. It's that super I, effective. I, there's a button I pushed. I didn't know. It's DGHTR or something. I was like, look, daughter, what is that? I don't know. Okay. So I click on that. Apparently that's the same option as trying to change out Pokemon in the battle. And you're a, you have a single, they have one daughter, an only child. And so, like, you cannot change, you cannot exchange your daughter. She is your only daughter. And I'm like, I just tried to get rid of my daughter on stream. It's fine. Um, but, uh, yeah, it's just funny little mini games that, like, totally um, copy other types of games, video games. That's and, fucking hilarious, though. Yeah, just a dorky little game. I love it. It's a blast. So, I've been playing and that. It, it, it doesn't surprise me because it is made by Game Grumps. Mm hmm. It's a blast. Uh, so, I've been enjoying huh, that quite that. a bit. And then a uh, little bit more on the serious side, I've been playing through uh, Red Dead Redemption 2 a little bit because uh, mm. I have not played the campaign of that. And that is absolutely beautiful. I, I, I haven't done it. I, I, I've owned it since it came out. It's fine. Um, I've never owned a copy of it in my life and I still haven't touched it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> or we need more money. Yeah, that's it's absolutely incredible i love everything about it the art the um just the open world it's a giant cowboy simulator and i love it i'm ha i've been having so much fun with it um and then I mean, how, how far have you gotten into it uh i've probably played about 12 hours of the main campaign nice um, so solid chunk um but i still feel like i'm nowhere near scratching the surface and the things that you can do in the game because i think the main story itself takes about 60 hours according to google mm, i think it's Holy around shit. six chapters yeah it's 
it's a very substantial game, so it's going to take me a long time to play through, but... I mean, a fucking rock star, so it makes sense, but still, holy shit. Yeah, yeah, the, uh, I mean, a quick, um, a quick Google search, uh, saying how long it beats, takes to beat the main campaign is 60 hours, and... Oh my lord. Yeah, that's... So for Bob, that's about double that. I was gonna say, I play through games so slowly, obviously. <laughs> um... There's one part in the story where there's a character who's wanting to take his own life, and what you need to do is shoot the gun out of the character's hand. And apparently, I shot the wrong hand. <laughs> apparently, it was clear as day. <laughs> so, I do things like that in playing games. I just make giant mistakes. Like, clearly, the guy's holding a gun, and I shoot it the open hand with nothing in it, and then the character dies. Oops. Whoops. So, it takes me a long time to play through video games, but. <laughs> um, I believe, uh,. RDR has a online uh, mm-hmm. aspect to it as well. Yep, we had tried playing that a while back. Hockey, actually, we played it last year in the summer a little bit, uh, but then it kind of just died and fell off to the wayside. But I'm going to be picking that back up again soon. I think. Right, right, right. Good because online's fun with a bunch of friends. Mm-hmm. Mm. Yeah, get to <laughs> fully create your own cowboy there. It's oh yeah, mm-hmm. oh yeah, <laughs> yeehaw. <laughs> Before we get off the subject of RDR, please, uh, in name Johor. Oh, sorry, you were cutting out a little bit there. <laughs> yeah, please, uh, t- tell us what, what what have you called uh, your horse, your stallion, your oh, steed? Oh, my beautiful, beautiful baby! I've named my horse Britney Spurs. <laughs> oh, baby, baby. <laughs> Oh, and on my <laughs> online profile, I have two horses. I have Britney Spurs, and then I have Tater Trot. <laughs> oh, dear. <laughs> the cringe on both of your faces was so worth even just saying that. <laughs> it's better than mine. I just called mine lasagna. <laughs> <laughs> Tyler, your face. <laughs> People pe- have I'm sure everyone knows the story. <laughs> People have very interesting naming schematics of, uh, you know, <laughs> characters and stuff they have control over, so mm-hmm. I'm always curious, like, what goes through their head when they make that decision, you know? Like, what allows them to type in certain characters and then emotionally validate themselves in hitting the enter button, you know? Uh, <laughs> I just go for the cringe factor and the punny names. I'm fine with that. I, yep. I, I'll ask, though. Right. Why lasagna? Okay, okay, this was a news story a while back, um, I believe it was in England, where they found that a certain uh, brand of lasagna was found to actually contain some horse meat in it. Oh, oh no. <laughs> so uh, I was like, as a true news buff, I was like, well, that's what I'm going to call my horse, lasagna. Call it the uh, MRE. <laughs> uh, sorry, army term for... Uh... Meal ready Military to eat. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yep. 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 <laughs> <laughs> oh, uh, there's been a lot of fun times on the Red Dead Redemption Online. Because um, there is a photo mode as well. Uh, I've taken quite a few snaps. Uh, one of my favorite m- being me posing in front of a pile of burned bodies that I created. <laughs> I am an artist. <laughs> an artist. <laughs> Can't wait to see him, Dungeons and Dragons. <laughs> um, there's been times when I've accidentally set other people's horses on fire. Accidentally? 
<laughs> and um, there was one time I did it. The horse died. Um, but when in online, when the horse dies, you can eventually recall it. Um, I believe it was uh, Joshua who it happened to. He recalled his horse. Um, the horse was still all burnt all over. Um, so basically, he was just riding this charred horse everywhere. <laughs> it was. Uh, That's nightmare it's fuel. Beautiful. Yeah, it is. <laughs> it was just it was just red undead nightmare. Mm. It was it was amazing. The game has I, some good shenanigans. The shenanigans like it. So it's like a sandboxy game, and we'll fucking right. <laughs> we'll do crazy shit. So I will give updates in a few weeks, probably on uh, how the online adventure is going, because I'll be diving into RDR online sometime over these next couple weeks. <laughs> Oh, oh yeah, okay, for your your final game, something we've both been playing. Yes. Uh, Rust. Oh, Rust Console Edition came out recently. And really? Yeah, and that game is very... <sighs> I absolutely love survival games. I love building mechanics. I love survival games. It's, and this one is uh, full-on PvP online. Um, so you get these servers, you, you jump in the game, you start off with like a rock and a torch. And you have to go collect shit, build stuff, all that. But you have a lot of other players who are fully established in the server that you're already in. And they see a body, they take it. Yep. (laughs) I watched a horror video of somebody that made like a shop that was essentially a booby trap. Mm -hmm. Oh, yeah. It's like you either strip yourself down and walk out or I kill you. Mm -hmm. And like the the conversations of like pleading with each other. uh, It's it's horrifying. That, that, Mm -hmm. That shit scares me, dude. Mm-hmm. Like, uh, what makes it fun? Um, I will... Oh, did I hit Ooh, a hard question there? <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's, well, it's frustrating because you get killed so much. Mm-hmm. But one of the biggest components about Rust is uh, raiding other people's bases. Um, you can go <laughs> on YouTube and see many, many raids. And it is one of the most beautiful things you'd ever see someone do. See, that's interesting that you're saying that because that's we have some other people we play with and they don't want to do the rating whatsoever. It's like not their thing. Like we have a group we're going to create our own when they release private servers for console. We're hoping to create our own um, and kind of do a lot of role playing actually within like we'll build like a centralized community, have like builders, the architects, the gatherers, the the raider, that kind of stuff, just all kinds of different um different roles that we're giving out and uh rating is not something that i've experienced yet mm. but just like over voice chat hearing hockey here just go like oof oof the god i'm good that time <laughs> oh my god <laughs> it's uh <laughs> that's that's entertainment enough for me to keep playing <laughs> It's 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 a big part of the game. Um, with the official servers of Rust, they do what is called a wipe. Um, it's either monthly or weekly. It's just depending on what server you're playing on. And what the wipe essentially does is gets rid of everything that was made, um, all the items, and uh, procedurally generates a new map. Mm. Um, so when a Rust day, a uh, Rust day, a wipe day occurs. <laughs> that is in a perfect world when no one's been raiding each other at the start. That wipe day is when you have the all-out battle of everyone just going crazy and just a forever spawning battle of shit. PUBG essentially. Mm-hmm. Yep. 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 And just <laughs> having the as much fun as possible the before everything purge gets wiped. begins now. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it is essentially a purge. Mm-hmm. We call it purge day, really. 
um, so watching some of the videos of uh, like two clans going at it for a raid where they have just a big tower and just got all these people with like C4 and rocket launchers just firing. Um, some of the best. <laughs> Keep in mind when you I've spawn watched. at the very beginning of the game, you are essentially you are naked and you have a rock and a torch, and then there are people coming after you with these rocket launchers. <laughs> but but like I, I was playing right before this uh, podcast, and uh, I picked up an airdrop with a bunch of shotgun shells and cinnary shells and some weapons <laughs> we've added to our base. So pretty excited. Oh, and you weren't here for it uh, yesterday. Uh, me and Lara did some of the because there's monuments on the map and they have um, puzzles to do with um, key cards. Okay. Unlock, um, areas where they have a bunch of crates with stuff in it. Uh, we did um, a mid tier one. Uh, Lara found an auto turret. <laughs> We've installed that on our base. Um, you just fill it with ammo and it'll just attack anyone that isn't authorized by it. Um, so, uh, <laughs> uh, what? <laughs> we, we set it up. Oh no! Me and Lara authorized it or on the roof of the place. Uh, Blizz was up there too, and I said, okay, is everyone all good? He's like, yep. Turn it on. Blizz, for whatever reason, didn't authorize himself. <gasps> sets up. Oh, no. Automatically swings right to Blizz and just guns him down. <laughs> oh, no. Jesus Christ. Sounds like, oh, no, I need to... I need to get in there and get authorized. <laughs> yeah, you need, we need to authorize you. Um, so that time doesn't shoot you, but it has good range. Um, <laughs> we were testing it out because uh, it, when it doesn't have ammo on it, it, it'll still kind of follow the person. So I had Blizz just authorize himself. Yeah, <laughs> you can see like the kind of like little like white dot where it's aiming. Um, so we took all the ammo out. Blitz was uh, deauthorized. He went up to the because we're right where we put our base. We're right by the ocean, and there's kind of like a little like cliff kind of face right in front of us. Um, Blitz went up there, and it has good enough range that I can get basically to the top of that area. Oh, nice! So, so if anyone tries to get us, um, it's just gonna. It already gunned down one person that went by, and we got a bunch of good stuff from it. Oh, damn. <laughs> okay. Th okay. I hate everything about this. This is like my nightmare fuel. <laughs> I normally don't enjoy hopping in an online server and absolutely getting my shit wrecked. I like it, it's, it doesn't encourage me to keep going and keep playing. But I've jumped in with people who have already played the game and they. Kind of carried me a little bit, so now I'm uh, I'm able to handle myself a little bit within the game. But yeah, normally it's not not fun for me to do this, but I've absolutely been enjoying Rust. <laughs> I I successfully raided three different bases with just a handmade. It's got a cocker pistol where you just put it only holds one shell, and you have to use a rock to hit it to light the gunpowder to fire the shell. Um, yeah, I've used just that. To take down three bases doors and get in and steal their shit so they okay. upgraded their doors so you know um it's kind of revealing my evil side a little bit <laughs> not that i have a problem with that uh i'm all for raiding <laughs> everyone go on go on I i'm gonna have to get like a, a note from like your say uh therapist of choice or something just to make sure uh <laughs> you you're clear the play you know yeah, it's because like, you're seeing my evil side in D and D, hearing hockey side in Rust. Like he's bringing that to D and D too. Let's go. <laughs> I didn't. I didn't plan on being this evil, but one event just set it no off. No one does. And we had mm. our original base. I went to get an airdrop because there's airdrops that happen randomly. 
Um, I was just looking through it, trying to get everything in, and this guy just comes in and kills me, and then pissed me off. And uh, ever <laughs> since then, he's been a mortal enemy. I, I and still when I have the ability, I'm going to destroy him. <laughs> I remember the time that the three of us played Sea of Thieves, and somebody sunk our ship, and despite the fact that we were like clearly outmatched, uh, we you know had a brand new ship and everything... The two of you were so bloodthirsty to go back and hunt <sighs> that guy down. Oh, oh. <laughs> uh, like you, you got it. I mm. totally understand the idea of getting even, or the, you know, like oh shit, we finally got a challenge. We need to go back and find that this, you know, settle the score. But you guys were just like, we got to go back. And I'm like, why? <laughs> we, 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 I we need go my them. stuff. No. <laughs> No, well, it's, I, mean, it, I mean, getting sweaty is fun. Getting uh, you know, the desire to turn into a salt lord, do it, you know? It is the best. I, I have a great cinematic moment from Sea of Thieves. And also a really fun, like, derpy moment from Sea of Thieves. I'll do the silly one first. Um, with the addition of the the rowboats with the harpoons attached. Um, yeah. I watched, the, I believe it was a TikTok, and got uh, the brilliant idea... Because they did it first. Um, well, well, I saw them do it. Is uh, when the Meg spawned, I uh, used the harpoon, shot it into the Meg, and it drags you around in your little rowboat. And it was the best thing I've ever experienced. Just and, riding um, behind the Meg? Yeah, just getting pulled by this Meg. And actually, funnily enough, recently on TikTok, I saw someone do it with a galleon. Yeah. <laughs> Really? It's amazing. This yeah, you can you can attach the harpoon the from meg. the galleon onto the meg. I need to experience this now. <laughs> Tyler, you're too. like, yeah, Tyler, we're like, all right, so next time we play Sea of Thieves, which needs to happen soon, by the way, I miss Sea of Thieves yeah. with you guys. <laughs> so that is the silly moment. The, this one, like, cinematic moment just made me love the game. This was early on uh, when basically none of that stuff was there. Is uh, me, my friend, and our little sloop against this other sloop just constantly attacking each other we ride into a storm in the uh things i think it was the area of the map where the storms are the worst okay it was the craziest thing rain just pouring down these two ships fighting so much uh fog and clouds or whatever they could hardly see where each other was it was just this epic kind of battle just happening right in the middle of the storm we kept losing each other then finding each other in the storm and oh it was I, I mean, I creamed. I creamed my pants. <laughs> <It's good. laughs> oh. 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 Oh, my. <laughs> I was just like, if I could have more moments like that, with this, like, this epic sea battle you, in a you storm. You need more panties, yeah. <laughs> and it's, this reminds me of, like, uh, Pirates of the Caribbean when they're fighting in the storm and then, like, the maelstrom appears and stuff. Mm. Like, oh. When, when Calypso yep. summons the, uh, the whirlpool. Yeah, it was... Oh, that was so good. I just, I can't get enough of that. Um, better. Are you dripping right now? Like, you okay? Do you need a moment? <laughs> <laughs> Don't worry, I have plenty of time after the podcast. Fix it. <laughs> uh huh. I, 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 can't, a... I can't even say anything bad about those statements. I, I've said my, said my shit, like, nasty shit. <laughs> There's actually one game, uh, Bob, that you forgot to add, but it's okay, because I added it onto mine. Uh, we both played Battlefield Five as well mm. the past couple of weeks. Um, it was the PS Plus game for this month, so it finally got people 
other than myself to play it because I I had it since release. Um, and I I don't know about you, but I've had a, quite a bit of fun playing with everyone. It's been enjoyable. Yeah, it I, is. It's chaos, but it's, it's fun chaos. chaos. Definitely. It's. Uh, how do you think it compares to the COD multiplayer? Because it's vastly different. Yeah, I feel like the Call of Duty multiplayer is more. Um, definitely think it's a little bit more sweaty and people are mm. trying harder and it's like people seriously being more intense gaming whereas Battlefield feels a little bit more like casual playing for the fun you still get absolutely wrecked but like oh, yeah. it's people the people just seem to like just enjoy the the massive team on team battle aspect of uh, just big wars <laughs> you know it's weird yeah. um, it's like people don't seem as toxic on that um, and it's, it's a big it's, all-out battle mm-hmm. of a... Uh, I can't remember how many it is. I think it's 32 aside. Mm-hmm. So it's it very, is, very different. Yeah, is, it is great. Um, the, the one game that I played that I haven't mentioned... I mentioned it actually last podcast. Is I'm still going through the Ace Attorney trilogy for Phoenix Wright. And oh, the, yeah. Uh, PlayStation. Which um, one are you I'm on? Are you on the first one? Still or? on the first one. I am on the second last case, uh, which I still think is one of the best cases. Is, which case uh, is that? Um, when Miles Edgeworth is being trialed for murder. Wait, that's the second to last one? With, uh, yep. Wait, is the, I'm trying to think what the last one is then. I think it was a DLC case that got added on later on. It is, um, well, it wasn't a DLC because it is on the DS version. It's just when you complete it, it's just like bonus case unlock. Um, it's the one that introduces like the cowboy detective. Ah, uh, is the that first one that introduces Emma Sky? Emma Sky and uh, her sister being the uh, the grand attorney general or something like that, like the head head prosecutor. Yeah. And I think it was a murder in a garage or something in this building. It was in yeah, in a parking garage. Yeah. And, uh, no, I, I remember which one you're talking about now. Uh, with that one, and uh, what is the name of the bad guy in the uh, first one? Like the uh, the adoptive father of Miles Edgeworth, uh, Manfred von Karma. Oh, that motherfucker! I hate that guy so much. <laughs> it's so iconic, though. Oh, I love oh, yeah. that case. So good, and I just I just want to get um, to the next ones actually. But I remember you saying that the only one you've played through completely is the Ace Attorney X Professor Layden. I mean, game. I if it means anything, I have no. I beat another one too. I think it's called Dual Destinies. Oh yeah, wh- yeah, yeah, yeah. With uh, where it's Apollo Justice and uh, the lady in the the yellow overcoat or something like that. Mm, uh, it's for the three DS. Uh, yeah, but. I, I, at the very least, I've seen uh, YouTube videos of almost every single one that came out uh, to the point that I started getting bored and I went for the uh, Miles uh, Edgeworth uh, side story ones. The investigations, Didn't... yeah. Also fun. And uh, I'm still upset because the next installment, the uh, the Great Ace Attorney Chronicles, comes out on July 27th, which is three days after my son will likely be born. So... Mm. Uh, there's no way I'm going to be able to play this. <laughs> I'll play it and tell you all about it. Fuck. <laughs> okay. I, I'm looking forward to that one because it's using the same Jura system from the Ace Attorney X Professor Layden games. Oh, really? Yep. Nice. So I'm, ex- I'm excited for that. But th- that is basically being the only other game I've played. I mean, I, I bought... Um, the Famicom Detective Club 
bundle that came out uh, last week. I haven't really gotten into that just yet. Just started like a little bit of it. Um, I also bought the, well, it's not really the Professor Layton. It's not really a Professor Layton game. It's his daughter, but there's a game on the Switch mm-hmm. um, that I've bought and I've uh, started. And it's reminded me how much I love that series. I but also only reminds managed me how to, stupid I am. Yeah. I only managed to do the first one about the uh, Big Ben mystery from the very beginning mm. there, but uh, it's still very good. Uh, the thing is, though, if as you said, if you don't understand the puzzle and you start gotta you know you gotta start burning through the coins to get the hints and stuff, you, you, you're staring at like a Rubik's cube that has mismatching colors, and you're trying to figure out what the fuck you know what's the hidden clue here, and it gives you something that's like I would have to be some big brain thinking out of the side of the box motherfucker just to figure out what they meant by this and it would be so simple it was staring you in the face but it'd just be some subtle detail that they would just kind of like well we didn't say it had to be this and it's like (laughs) you're right but you gave me this what do you mean it had nothing to do with the rubik's cube it had to do with the table the rubik's cube was on what no that doesn't matter and it's like whatever uh the, yeah. yeah, these puzzles like just fuck with you. And but well, there's just just show how ridiculous some of the cases are. This the first case, um, the I think I believe it's the hour hand, no, the minute hand of the Big Ben has gone missing, and you are basically recruited or not recruited. You're given the case by an inspector to solve it. Um, you go through solving a bunch of puzzles from people because apparently that's how you get information in this world is by solving puzzles from random strangers. Um, eventually you go through and you find out that uh, the person that was responsible for t- maintaining the clock accidentally, I believe, melted the hand, the original hand, and he got his brother, who was a pastry or cake chef or pastry chef or whatever, to make the hand out of a wafer. And turns out that it was raining the uh, day before this diplomat from, I believe it's meant to be France, comes. And the uh, the hand melted away because it was made out of wafer in the rain. And that is the oh. <laughs> the solution to that whole case is that it was just a wafer clock hand. And um, based on the, the other ones I played, it's just going to get weirder from there on. <laughs> but I love it. The puzzles are good. I think there's usually around like 100 puzzles game and uh at least all the ones i've played near the end you always have to have finished a certain amount of puzzles before you can proceed which gets annoying because some of them just get really hard but Mm. it is a it's a great game also there's a talking dog i forgot to mention that it's a dog that talks and then he wants you to find out why he's talking i think he believes he's probably a human or something that's been changed um but he's basically your first client and you just end up keeping him for some reason and he's called a Sherl, as in Sherlock Holmes, the uh, little dog with the big ears, and he's adorable, and I love him, <laughs> but he's a bit of a bitch. Oh, he's something. <laughs> he's, he is a piece of work. <laughs> Enough about that. We are going to the, the actual topics of this podcast that I picked out. Well, I didn't really pick out one of them. I picked, I picked out one. Tyler, you basically raised the other one uh i think what we should discuss first i believe to be loot boxes in games a topic that has been discussed for quite a few years now 
Impossible. Um, Never mentioned. This is the first time this has ever been put on the stand. Ladies and gentlemen, this is a casual master quest exclusive to the world. The talk about loot boxes. Here we we're go. completely original. <laughs> yeah, I mean, you Breaking wouldn't find it in any history, earlier episode. We have Hockey115 on the scene. Hockey, what, what's, what's the word? Are these loot boxes, are they killing people out there? Like, what's going on here? Thank you, Taylor. I'm, Tyler, I'm here down... Uh, by the old game shops here, interviewing some uh, customers, and uh, according to them, loot boxes might actually be gambling. What? <laughs> no! Impossible! <laughs> How dare you suggest that? Let me guess, I, they look up and they said the, the sky say. was blue too. <laughs> when it well, rains, it is, did it uh, get wet? I, I couldn't actually believe it in gambling, but the more you look into it, the more you might be like, they might actually be onto something. Let's break it down. It is a chance-based system where most times you're paying money to get. I'm on track with you. Yeah, to get uh, a reward that most times you have no idea what it's going to be. Basically, saying with just gambling on the pokey system, you're putting in money for a chance to win something that you might not get. Uh, the problem is with the loot boxes is that uh, the people that are going to be most affected by them is children with their mommy and daddy's credit card. Hockey, you're going to have to watch out because right now I'm going to play Russian Roulette. I got a revolver right here, metaphorically. Each one of these bullets is like a five to ten minute rant. Six spots in the chamber, five bullets. <laughs> All right, I, I, I rolled the revolver. You better be ready. Shoot. Go for you, it. You, are you ready to play uh, Russian roulette of loot boxes? Yes, I am. I'm pulling the trigger. Boom! Oh shit, it's two <laughs> uncommon items. But, oh my god, I didn't have that one. I never used it on the character, because I never used that character, but still cool to have. Uh, plus, a, uh, plus a couple of emotes I'll probably never use. Alright, gonna pull the trigger again. No, uh, hockey, like... There's so much shit talking I can say about loot boxes in general. Uh, like, where at the begin, you know? The thing is, the last time I got on a roll on the previous episode, I dominated the second half of the entire show. I don't want to I don't want to do that. I think Thomas has something very important to say. He's rubbing his hands together like Mr. Burns from the Simpsons show. So you're saying the gambling aspect? I'm gonna play devil's advocate here. Uh, I'm gonna, right. I know, I know. Um, you're saying the gambling aspect is not knowing what you are going to get. Would At most times, yeah, most times would it be considered gambling if in some games they show you everything you can get within a specific box that you are going to purchase, and you get one of those items, and it's just random which item you get within that box. I'd uh, still say yes. Well, yeah, because almost every single casino machine will do the same thing for you. Yeah. You, know the Breaker, odds. you know what the pot is? Um, Pokey machines. You have the jackpot mm-hmm. right up on the top of the machine. Mm-hmm. The payout and the chances of getting payout. Okay, yeah, let me throw okay. this one at you. Barbie, Taylor, Hockey, <laughs> also known as Taylor. Our Pokemon, <laughs> our Pokemon card booster packs gambling. Ooh. I personally don't have much experience with Pokemon cards, um, like at all. But really, mm, well, essentially, yeah. Bob, you buy it and it's a pack of different yeah. cards. And <laughs> yeah, you open it. And the, you they look boost at the your card. deck usually, or at least the amount you have. Mm-hmm. It's a wrapping of ten individual cards of Pokemon Kine or other you know trading card games. Where one of them uh, nowadays, uh, it might have been like this back in the day. 
is guaranteed a rare card of some kind. Mm -hmm. So there, there's different tiers of what would dictate a rare card. It might be what is called the reverse hollow, which means instead of the actual like Pokemon or, you know, picture, instead of that being holographic, the rest of the card has like a shiny glow to it. You do have your regular holographic cards and then you have stuff that's like a uh, half art or a uh, full art Pokemon cards. Uh, a full art Pokemon card is instead of showing you the picture of the Pokemon and the attacks and stuff below it, the entire card has the Pokemon like painted out on the whole thing. Uh, and because of that, you you can easily get a reverse foil trainer card, which is worth a majestic 25 cents, or you could get a secret ultra rare rainbow full art card, which could be worth hundreds of dollars. If you're picking cards, trying to get those uh, super secret rares, is that gambling? Oh, oh, you know what could answer this question? I Google, Google I'm guessing. <laughs> okay, I was going to say. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I implore one of you to give us a definition of what gambling is. The, just the basic definition. Sure. Uh, what, I'll, I'll... what is gambling? Because that could answer the question. But like, it sounds like it could be gambling. It's the same kind of same thing as loot box. You have a chance to get whatever and you're paying for it. You might not get what you want, which is basically what most people have been using to kind of go against the loot boxes. I want to go Oxford Dictionary on your ass. Gambling is when you, in this case, playing a game where you're taking risky, risky action in hopes of a favorable result. There. H how about that? How's that definition, hockey? <laughs> gotcha. You could <laughs> translate that into buying Pokemon cards, risky action, using your money, favorable outcome to get a rare card or the card you need for your deck. Or the I seller. Guess it could be considered. Which a lot of people oh, yeah, do. Or the seller. Some people will pay three, four dollars for a pack of ten cards on the idea that if they get a secret rare, that four dollars for the is now turned into two hundred dollars. Uh, that is technically a form of gambling. Uh, if they're attempting to resell it. Uh, unfortunately, Pokemon cards isn't quite like that nowadays, uh, as far as I'm aware, because it's now a victim of uh, heavy scalping. Uh, in the past yep. two years, uh, scalpers will actually buy the uh, the booster packs, and rather than open them up and then sell the cards individually, they'll actually sell it to you pack by pack. At very it's like selling fucking scratch off tickets, you know, that normally are worth five bucks for twenty bucks because you know kids can have it. You can give mm -hmm. a kid a scratch off card. I feel so, like God. So I feel like the difference though between getting a pack of trading cards and the loot boxes in games is that. To me, I find the loot boxes and games seem to be very predatory, like, to get those people to buy them. At least I feel it, personally. Another devil's advocate question, is that a smart business tactic? Is being a yeah, predator a uh, smart, smart business, business tactic? tactic but <laughs> no, no, right. is it a smart business tactic to prevent, to present this box uh, where people can spend money to get one of the things within it? Doesn't matter the quantity of what you can get. What, say, for example, one game that has a box of you can get, like, skins for your character. Um... Would it be, it's like the excitement or the adrenaline rush you can get from purchasing a loot box and getting something potentially from that, that quote unquote danger of gambling is more attractive to most people who want to spend the money than, uh, for example, if you just wanted to outright buy the, a skin for this much. Have you heard of the stories about couples married for 50 years? They would be spending most of their time day in, day out at casinos. Terrible stories where one of the people, you know, sitting by the other one would have a heart attack and the spouse wouldn't even bother to turn at them because they're trying to get the bonus round on their machine. 
it's sad and pathetic stories. So my point is, there are a lot of people out there, for better or worse, and we have to figure out whether or not it extends to the point of a mental illness or not, their ability to give in to addictions. And when it comes to gambling, it is probably one of the most easily deflectable addictions that can ruin a person. Uh, you know, the most common addictions, you know, probably in the United States is probably tobacco, drug use, alcohol, the likes. But one of the things that is often unsaid is gambling. Gambling has always been day in, day out, one way or another, a way that people feed themselves into to feel better as a person without fully realizing that they're losing. They're not like it's the sunken cost fallacy at that point where if you're down $50, then you got to give another $50 so you can win 150 back because the fates would always in your head, at least put you back in favor. But casinos aren't built to lose money. And that's a sad truth. And much like many of these other systems, it, it just doesn't work in their favor. Thankfully, when it comes to video game systems and loot boxes and whatnot, most countries have now made sure that you cannot trade anything that you get from a loot box. Uh, some countries, like the United States, doesn't have any kind of re regulation like that, which is really mm -hmm. fucking frightening. Mm -hmm. the, the double layer with that, too, a lot of these uh, infamous uh, places or games that have loot boxes uh, do a double layer with uh, what I call fantasy currency. Uh, you know, Fortnite with B-Bucks. It, it started... And it probably went further than this, but the first thing I can remember when it came to video games was the Xbox 360. Xbox 360 encouraged you, instead of putting money directly into the console to buy games online, they had you buy Xbox points or something uh -huh. of that sort. And they didn't do it one-to-one. -one. It would be like $10 gets you 1,600 points. And they did that to confuse people and misrepresent how much they're actually putting in. Uh, the Wii also followed the suit immediately. Uh, Sony, for whatever reason, still went one-to-one. -one. Bless them. I don't know why they did, mm -hmm. but you know what? I'll give them props for that for a fucking second. But when you have this weird system that gives the people a false sense of how much they're actually putting into a system by making a fantasy misconception of the money that they put in, it makes them more likely to feel okay parting with that fantasy money. You put $20 in somebody's hand and you tell them to spend it on something, they're going to feel hesitant to do it unless they have to. Maybe a necessity, maybe you know a desire to get something. If you put 2,200 points in somebody's hand and say, go ahead and spend it, they don't know what the fuck that means. It's not money, mm -hmm. even though it really is. It's not money. Yeah. So they're more likely to burn it on stuff that they don't actually need. Now, what happens if you put a source that can absorb as many amounts of this fantasy currency in the hopes of getting something, and you don't even know what you want? It's just absorbing it. And so when they're able to convert the mindset of actually putting real-life money in, delude yourself to thinking that this is a much more, you know, in these points or V-Bucks or whatnot, it makes somebody who is more prone to fall to gambling addictive, you know, compatibility with the game to feel the urge to start doing ten dollars ten dollars ten dollars uh you've heard about the stories of people who are whales uh a lot of those people are filthy rich people that put a shit ton of money in some yeah. will not 
Some of them, you know, they'll start doing $10 and $20. And then there's that one time they'll see that sweet deal for 50 bucks and they'll find a reason because, you know, 50 bucks in is suddenly 150,000 points for them. That's a shit ton of points. That's only $50. Mm -hmm. That's great. But you also see when they have those $100 increments and stuff that just eats at you. They do it in such a way that they can nickel and dime you as long as you can reason with yourself. They're not even pushing you. They're just presenting the options to where you can basically put the bullets in the own gun for yourself to use. And when it comes to loot boxes, rather than just instead of giving you a set of fake points that you spent real money for and a shop to spend that on, they found a much more diabolical way to have you burn through those points. And I think that is ridiculous, personally. I, yeah. It is gambling. Mm -hmm. What stops the game from letting you spend $20 for, you know, 2,000 points? Let's keep it, you know, 1 to 100 or whatever. And buying that legendary skin that you want. I'm looking over at uh, League of Legends with Riot Games. There's nothing wrong with that. It, it's 1 to 1. But the problem is, though, companies love money. Mm -hmm. <laughs> and it, some games uh, realize that if they can uh, tap into that gambling personality that people have, and they make the game cheaper as a result, they will make their money back. Fortnite is easily the fucking example for that. Uh, it's just, it's a sad truth, but it is. I am probably three steps away from being a gambling addict if it wasn't for the fact that I hate gambling in the first place, because I know if I did, I wouldn't be able to sit here. <laughs> mm -hmm. <laughs> I, I am one of those people. Like, Genshin Impact? I probably sunk in about five, six hundred dollars into that game where I was like, whoa, you've been playing this game for only like five, six months now. Back the fuck off. And because, <laughs> because they give you imaginary, you know, primal gems and all that stuff, and they give you the whole loot box system, and they start giving you themes and stuff, but then they start flaunting the next big thing and you know, showcasing it. It was just so easy to fall into that mindset. Yep. So yeah. I, 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 yeah, I know people who have dropped ton of money into that as well and it's the exact same thing of uh the big shiny promises of this big next big skin this next big character you know that you're not guaranteed to get and yeah, a lot and of the companies don't god sorry i'm gonna keep ranting so <laughs> <laughs> like the things with uh like genshin impact it's not guaranteed each box or wish you get you're gonna get a certain tier of um item or character it's one every ten Mm -hmm. And I know other games that use the same system. Yeah. And yeah. within that, say you're wanting a specific character, you're guaranteed one thing within that tier. So you can get a weapon, you can get an artifact, you can get a character, you can get all these other things. So you're, it's even less likely with that game uh, yeah. to get they what you're wanting to pay for. They might have updated it, but the last I saw, in order to get guaranteed four-star character item, you had to roll ten times. In order to be guaranteed a guaranteed a five-star character, you had to roll at least one hundred times for your first five-star guarantee. One hundred different rolls. That's somewhere between I think a hundred and fifty and two hundred dollars for one character. One meanwhile, character within a game. <laughs> meanwhile, they put. And this is the most annoying shit. I hate this. They put what is called the constellation system on it where you, in case you roll double of those characters and they <laughs> make the five star <laughs> ones so fucking OP and alluring that, you know, if somebody wants a Diluc, they got to spend a lot of money to get that fucking Diluc. But if you want a th uh, level three constellation Diluc who does, you know, 20, 30% more damage, it means you're going to be trying to get two more Dilukes and it's already been fucking $100 just to get the first one. 
And that's if you're lucky. No, fuck them. And they yeah. gotcha. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's... <laughs> the gotcha game, I got <laughs> Yeah. See, yeah. someone got on. <laughs> no, I got you. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, I don't know if any of you have noticed this, but I think I've noticed it after going through a few games with loot box systems and virtual currencies that have you ever noticed that when you're buying currency uh they usually set it so you either get just below what you need for a box yeah like the currency so you have to get twice that amount to get that box mm-hmm. you ever notice that it's just it's it's intentional way where you have yep. to get multiple to get the one Stupid shit companies do. I think it was Uber Eats. They uh, had a special sale where, if like, if you spend over twenty dollars, you get free shipping. Otherwise, it was like seven, eight bucks uh, additional. And mm. they, they, they get Uber Eats or whatever company. I'm not gonna say Uber Eats specifically because you know whatever. They applied a special uh, weekly coupon that for, uh, was like, "Hey, we got a twenty dollar deal just for you." And it's like, cool, $20, that means I'll get the free shipping. And then they slapped a, some kind of weekly coupon that dropped to nineteen ninety seven. so they had to pay the extra $8. And it's like, fuck. Mm-hmm. The thing when you have this on the show notes, gambling or harmless fun, like, I can tell you different games that I spent a lot of money I shouldn't have. League of Legends, I'm guaranteed to at least be two, $3,000 into that game. Over, like, the past eight, <laughs> ten years I've had it, I bought so many skins, both for myself and other people that have come out, and a lot of it was just from rolling, trying to get you know some cool skin. Just I had a gambling aspect to it, and yeah. I was addicted to it. So yeah, it's not harmless farm, <laughs> harmless farm. I mean, technically, it is farming. They're farming me. It is is bad. It's very bad, and they don't give you uh, like a way to kind of limit how much you can spend a given day or whatever. It's just, there's no limit, well, at least from what I've seen in games. There's no limit. Oh, there's no like, are you sure you want to go on with this purchase? Kind of right. There's very few countries. I think the big exception that I'm aware of is the country of Belgium that puts a hard limit on this kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I mean, just talking about Genshin Impact. Uh, the company mihoyo uh that made it have you guys heard of this little story where somebody got hacked by somebody else and lost their account they had the information in their card and everything tied to it they didn't use the card the guy that hacked the account used their own card went to mihoyo requested their account back and mihoyo rejected it stating the reason why was the person that had started using their account because this person stopped playing for a month or so Apparently started using the account and used their own card to start buying rolls, and because they were getting more money from the new player, deemed them to be the actual owner of the account. Oh. That wow. is wild shit. That oh no. Oof. Can you Thank imagine, you. like, what do you do with that, you know? <laughs> that, that's going to, like, lose faith in a company. <laughs> I mean, at the very least, their last hope at that point would be to try to use their bank to reject the charges they made in the first place. But the thing with that is uh, a lot of these companies have it set up that you agreed that you put your card in, you made the gamble, you can't just ask for a refund because you didn't get something you didn't like. And they'll use that against any situation you possibly have. Uh, I... I loved Genshin Impact. I disliked a couple of things that happened with Genshin Impact, especially these kind of stories and whatnot. It's just, it's sad. I I remember Mm -hmm. reading a story about uh, some uh, guy had his cousin, a little, you know, probably a 10, 12 year old cousin and his uh, brother 
uh, take uh, his credit card and started uh, max it out to buy Genshin Impact uh, Pryogem. And they wouldn't give it back because, you know, that whole legal obligation, hey, you knew exactly when you put your court, you know, I mean, so what if it was nephew? Can you prove it was your nephew? I'm pretty sure it was you because you, you put all the info in and man, it's like the, the only other way you can win with loot boxes is not to play at all. Problem yeah. is though, there's so many good games out there that not playing at all just feels like you're missing out, you know? FOMO's a thing yeah. with that. Well, that's another aspect right there. That feel you're missing out when someone has that cool new skin or something. You see and, everyone with it. And then you always hear about the stories about the guy that got it on like their first roll. And it's like, wow, I only uh, spent five bucks on this and it gave me a, you know one of the 18 legendary skins that came out this year. It's like, holy shit, I could do that. And then it's like you, you get you spend 10, 15 bucks because you're cooler than that guy. And they give you an epic one. Not a legendary one, but an epic one. You like it. But you leave uh, the rest of those coins sit there and the next week a uh, cool legendary skin that nobody else has comes out and you want to start spending that <laughs> money. But you want to get it for anybody else. <laughs> and, and by design, you won't have enough points left over to buy another box. So you're going to have to spend money to get more currency. I hate loot boxes. I hate them. <laughs> I... Like, it's unfortunate because nowadays, uh, especially with mobile games, I mean, mobile games are, you know, they're infamous for it too. Yeah, just, I hate them. It soured my attitude on Pokemon. Like, I, I get, this is weird, I get Pokemon cards ironically now at this point because it's like, I don't even care what's in them. For some reason, uh, I just don't want to bend over for Nintendo to fuck me in the ass, and i just rather pay them $5 at a time to keep them away from me. It's a weird really bizarre situation <laughs> like i'm trying to imagine what would happen if uh like wizard of the coast did something like that with fucking D. &D. yeah you try to get loot box for uh wait a minute i'm your dungeon master oh no <laughs> oh no no loot no <laughs> loot box mechanics the game. No. every time you guys paypal me five dollars i'll let you roll on the loot table you get a natural 20 you can get yourself a legendary item at level two start saving money right away no, i'm kidding <laughs> It's when you get a legendary item, but it's like for a fucking barbarian or something like that. And you're like, cool, I got this legend item for a character I'll never use, but well, shit. And that, maybe you'll. That's exactly what happens in the hero fighting type of games like Overwatch and stuff. Mm -hmm. You get the items, but not for the character you play. Right. It's like, who the fuck <laughs> wants a legendary skin for Reinhardt? <laughs> I'm just kidding. I know there's a lot of Reinhardt fans out there. Get off my dick. <laughs> I just want the diva, diva skins all day, every day. Mm. Watch this as you drain your card. <laughs> all right, does anyone have any last remarks on uh, loot boxes? I wanted to throw in that I absolutely also, I also absolutely despise despise loot boxes. Sorry, I had a weird sound go off on the computer, but uh, I despise loot boxes as well. Those uh, devil's advocate questions were just ones that I've heard as counter arguments to when I've discussed my hatred of loot boxes as well. Hi, Tyler. <laughs> Everybody uh, listen up. Uh, over on Twitter at Barbering Violinus, uh, that's where you can find the person that supports loot boxes and you Full spend your money. Let's go. Yeah, just <laughs> give it all up. Who needs a house when you can have a legendary skin, you know? <laughs> Does oh your kid boy. really need to go out of safe to that college? Fuck university. <laughs> Send them local. <laughs> Saves you money, gives them college? a better Yeah, why go to college? I got that new Mercy skin. I don't need to go to college. No no no. no. <laughs>
<laughs> right. We're going to go to the next topic, which um, was I brought got an up idea. by Tyler. I'm Ooh. so sorry. I got a new idea. Oh, dear. Proposal. OnlyFans. But you buy loot boxes for different pictures. Ooh. Sometimes you get You're that You're onto something here. <laughs> you might get a legendary dick picture or you know, an, an uh, epic titty shot. Or you might just get like a, a common side hip, you know? Yeah. Or you, you can get uh, a super <laughs> ultra rare feet pick. Mm. Mm. <laughs> I'm working here. I think I got my brain turned in. Come on, loot boxes and OnlyFans, baby. I I think you're absolutely onto something. That is now Whoa. how I will create an OnlyFans page. <laughs> but you, you have to add the currency as well, the Oni bucks. Ah, uh, yes, only bucks. <laughs> oh my god. We're onto something. Put that down in the ideas section for uh, the Casual Master Quest OnlyFans account. Yes, you, you heard it here first. The idea was created on March 24th, 2021 at 3.33 a.m. by Tyler Vitito, copyright, trademark, registered, whatever the fuck I can say to keep you lawyer bastards away from my idea. OnlyFans, I'll be seeing you soon. <laughs> and that also look out cmq podcast listeners for the only fans page coming <laughs> if you want to buy the cmq loot boxes you see you're like oh man i got a tyler foot pick whoa <laughs> whoa that legendary hockey dick pick <laughs> oh a one in three thousand chance but you get to see that full jump rope slogging motherfucking hog <laughs> you want to understand why the earth is tilted you add in like the uh the pr premium like snapchat account ad in the box as well Ooh. you know a, a rare a rare um little item there Ugh. go on Every oh no, I'm kidding. <laughs> uh, let's just move on from that <laughs> <laughs> the nightlife. Agreed. Agreed. I would like to request <laughs> we do a side quest in the future where we decide from common all the way to ultra rare various of our body parts and the rarity it should be assigned oh, no. to a card. Oh no! Let's do it. Put that down. That is definitely a side quest. It should be super illegal. We should not do that. But I want to do it. Anyways. <laughs> okay. So, <laughs> next topic. Brought up by Alvera and Tyler was uh, using TTV, Twitch TV, in your usernames. Uh, does it put a target on your back, essentially, for trolls? Fort? Anyone? Bob? I honestly feel so new to this whole entire Twitch thing. I've only been on Twitch for a little over a year, so I personally have not been able to experience much of this or, like, look into bigger streamers that have this target. I definitely see it might vary from game to game, maybe, or community to community kind of thing. Um, but I... I can see both sides, whether it being... whether it's beneficial uh, to help, like help with the branding know that like oh this is their like twitter page or something like that um or like oh this is this but it's still connected to that it's all based off of that twitch account uh yeah but i can also see how it very clearly puts a target for trolls to uh come in and hit them pretty aggressively um especially if you've uh fucked them up in a game you're playing mm -hmm. um mm -hmm. 
Dead by Daylight is one I can think of. Dead by Daylight, Call of Duty, Overwatch, all that stuff. If you put a TTV in your name and you're good at the game, people can get a little on the salty side. I've seen a streamer friend that I follow who plays Valorant uh, who had TTV on it and uh, they got follow botted um, pretty shortly afterwards. And uh, yeah, I think they got like six thousand bot follows or something i think it was oh six which someone for someone to go out of their way first off to buy that many bot followers <laughs> to hit that person because they lost a game of valorant that's a oof and this is like i can see it with maybe not even people going into your stream when they notice it but if people assume you're streaming and you're playing a game with voice chat they can say things to kind of get that stream cut as well. But I mean, well. that's also a choice on the streamer's part to protect themselves. They can totally just mute the rest of the game. True, but once it's like been said once, that already causes a problem. That's why you just mute it before and don't talk to the randos. But some people like the interaction button. Not on that's stream, you, they don't. <laughs> I say, you don't stream if you know that community is like that. Mm-hmm. Like, There's easy ways I- to prevent that. That's, that's honestly as equally the streamer's fault to do that kind of thing as it is for someone who's not you know many people would argue the opposite of that bv uh saying blaming the victim in a situation is not fair true you should be you should be able to go into any community and be able to enjoy yourself as an individual without feeling the threat of outside people trying to ruin your day and i say those people unfortunately that's not how the world works right I was going to say, have you lived in the world? That's not how it works, unfortunately. Oh, I'm not agreeing with that. I'm playing no. devil's advocate. <laughs> I saw your smile as you were saying all that. And like your little petty, oh, the sweet child. You're thinking that way. That was your face there. Like, you ready for a hot take? Yes. I respect anybody that, uh, you know, based on their individual ba- uh, values. But anytime somebody tells me they put TTV in their name and any kind of game name, I think they're a fucking moron. Like, I'm sorry. I'm saying it straight up. Even if either of you put TT in your V in your name, I respect you and I love you as people. But if you ever bring it up and I see that, I'm going to think for those six seconds that you're the <laughs> most big, ballsy, giant scrotum hanging motherfucking idiot on the planet. And the thing is, like, once again, does that mean I'm victim blaming? Am I saying you're a fucking idiot for not protecting yourself in that situation? Should you have to protect yourself? In the world of, uh, you know, anonymity, you, you, unfortunately you do. Like, there's really mm-hmm. not much you can do. Uh, especially mm-hmm. if you have bad people out there who are able to play games that you can play. It, it's Games breed certain communities. And uh, if you try to open yourself up where you have a happy 10, you know, 10, 20, 30 followers or viewers, you know, you're just trying to have a good time. But you decided to pick a game that has one of the saltiest communities. It's like, hey guys, I'm going to do a hot tub episode, but I'm going to use swamp water. Oh my gosh, I have <laughs> Claria, what's going on? It's like, because you're in fucking swamp water. Why didn't you just play a happy normal game? Why did you have to play Dead by Daylight or fucking League of Legends? And then say, hey, here's my full name, TTV. I mean, <laughs> unfortunately, that's three steps away from giving somebody who pissed you know got pissed off by you from trying to you know go find your fucking address at that point it's sad but there's people out there that will do fucking anything uh to ruin your day because 
I mean, let's say you have TTV in your name. You play a good game of Death by Daylight. You might have camped a guy. That guy gets pissed off a little bit. He goes in your stream and he goes, yo, bitch, you fucking suck. It's killer, dog. You suck. You suck. Bleep, bleep, expletive, expletive. He gets banned. Whoops. And then the, the you know, the streamer's like, ha ha, noob, get wrecked. Well, the guy's banned, but he also still has your name, any personal information you can see on your page. And he also has a little website known as, uh, I forget it sometimes. Starts with G, ends with Oogle. Uh, <laughs> Google, thank you. Uh, he can fucking find out exactly anything about you if you let a single damn thing slip. I have found people that I've only seen once when I was five years old and tracked them down to the very city, state, and address they live, their marital status, their freaking college degree, who they're living with, what kind of dogs they got, down to the point that I was able to see their house from Google Street View exactly where they lived. Yeah. I didn't have their address when I was five years old, but I was able to track that fucker down. And no, I didn't do anything with it. Okay. <laughs> but people can do that. They can dox the shit out of you, even if you didn't intentionally do it. 10 bucks gives you house records of any single person you want to. It's in the States specifically, I should say. I can't tell you that outside the United States, but you can easily get so much information if you have the wrong person go your wrong direction. And mm -hmm. if you're jumping into swamp water, you know, inviting them to join you in the pool, it's just, that's a dangerous game. I'm sorry. I think you're crazy yeah. if you do that. Yeah. Another, <laughs> another devil's advocate question here with this. I'm going to be, I'm going to be hitting these a lot. Where is the fine line with that and self-promotion or networking within games? You don't necessarily have to have the TTV in there. For example, games that have after-game chat, maybe Dead by Daylight, if you don't have TTV. But you can go in afterwards and share like your Twitch page and say, playing games with viewers, come join or come hang out, that kind of thing. I've seen that kind of thing happen a lot with DVD. And people gain new peoples into the community. I mm. did. Where's do the fine line with that? Because that's still throwing TTV on your name, and you're literally throwing yourself out there in the game, saying you're streaming. I think the matter. There's never going to be a fine line for something like that. First off, uh -huh. uh, <laughs> that, that's a straw man argument. Uh, just waiting to happen. I did a poll that got a small amount of attention from different people who coincidentally a lot of them had TTV in their name uh <laughs> asking them if you stream do you put TTV in your in-game name any context or opinions are welcome in the comments and I had people giving me their point of view about why they would put TTV in their name and other people why they wouldn't as well as a couple of stories of what happened when they did uh a good example would be uh Tex Anthony I think it's somebody that we might know either to one extent yeah. or another he says, in the FPS games I play, anyone that has it in their name usually always gets flamed if they're not doing well or just for having it. It's nice, though, when somebody gets treated well and has a couple of followers. Uh, another person suggested having TTV in your name usually brings negative attention. I've seen it happen to friends who've done this, and it usually attracts the trolls. Rarely have I seen it make genuine connections. Uh, the last, another person, uh, knew well. Uh, sorry, the, uh, the other person was uh, named uh, Clyde Alex Story. Uh, Noel yeah. uh, said, when he used to stream Dead by Daylight, most, if not all, my interactions with people who came into my stream from the game were positive, which is kind of surprising. Yeah, keep in for mind, DVD, yeah. Keep in mind, DVD is not a competitive game, so if you're not being toxic or giving players shit, you won't either. He suggests that if you're being a wholesome player when you're playing a game, 
you know, even in a game that could have a toxic community, you have a chance of uh, bringing in the right people. And, and that could be true. Uh, there might be some people who get pissed off going to your stream and find out that, you know, you're just a, you know, some cute grandma who's knitting and then, uh, you know, playing Survivor and they might change their opinion. I don't know how likely that's going to happen. Mm -hmm. But do you think if you're a good kind of player and you're nice to other people, in, even in a competitive game, I, I, I feel like you're still going to attract trolls, aren't you? Because trolls, like, when they see a nice person, they see it as weakness. Because showing emotion in general in a world of anonymity is weakness. It, it's a unfortunate thing. Because uh, the thing is, yeah. if there's one person against another person and there's any anonymity and one person shows any emotion, that means they're at negative one in the points of this, you know, some fucking dunderhead out there in the basement of their grandma's house because that other person has not said anything. And so if you see a, a streamer who might, might not be doing great and they pop in, but they're very nice, but they're getting a little upset. This person is, you know, the depiction of God because they haven't, you know, showed you anything. And they think that you are an easy target at that point to be trolled. Yeah, is I guess having it could possibly increase the chances but if someone's gonna you they're gonna troll you no matter what true <laughs> i also have a a little secret topic that well, not really secret it's just it's a surprise Ooh, topic secret a very quick one. surprise Ooh. news just came up yesterday uh did you know that twitch has a new category called pool hot tubs and beaches <laughs> It is an official category now. Why else do you think I cleared out my room? <laughs> I'm going to have to get my green screen ready. <laughs> it's just one question. I just wanted to know, uh, would any of you consider doing a hot tub stream? If I did, I would have to set an economical uh, on Twitch that would equal at least $500. And if so, I would do a minimum two-hour uh, water-themed uh, stream. It would most likely be me pulling up a green screen, me taking off my shirt and putting duct tape over my nipples and then spraying myself with a water bottle or something. But I will give you the closest thing to a beach theme that you could possibly think of. <laughs> oh my gosh. Thank you. Thank you. I just, <laughs> Thank I you just for that mental image. <laughs> I had to find out if anyone was willing to do it. Seems like a lot of fun to do. <laughs> I mean, if it's legal and I can sit here and get money for letting people see the hair in my uh, my chest and shit, and they want to, like, oh, yeah, this guy's in a hot tub. Look at the blonde hair on that thing. Oh, he's showing his armpit. Oh, yeah. I, fine, fuck it. Look, I'm never, I was never opposed to OnlyFans. I just know I won't make any money on it. <laughs> <laughs> what you, you talking know, about, Tyler? Know. I was going to say, you know, people are totally into all kinds of body types. <laughs> True. There might be a couple of cubs out there that'd be like, ooh, that's a big papa pair. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Hello, Tyler. I am cub. No, I'm <laughs> hey, cub. I'm Big Grizzly 69. How you doing there? Oh, gosh. <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, and, uh, as an end to our <laughs> X-rated section of Casual Master Quest, let's... Uh, oh, really? Go, yeah, let's go past the topics and get on to uh, the game releases coming out. Um, would one of you like to enlighten me on what we have in store for us for the next couple of weeks? Well, which person are you going to pick, uh, Mr. Grand Host? Mm. 
Mm. Yeah, I thought you said it wasn't uh, being X-rated anymore. Oh, <laughs> oh no! Oh god! You know what, Tyler? Just for that, you go. <laughs> All right. <clears throat> Coming out on May 18th for the PC. Days gone. Mm. Snow Runner for the Switch. And Ariel underscore Knights never yield coming out on the 19th for the PlayStation 5, the Xbox Series X and S, PS4, Xbox One, <laughs> Switch, PC. The way you said Switch, it's the way you said that for me. And also, I suddenly feel the need to be anywhere else but here. My wife is staring at me and holding her nipples, I'm assuming because they're so erect after hearing me say that. <laughs> Coming out also on May 19th is Elite Dangerous Odyssey for PC. Coming out on May 20th, really? Akiba's <laughs> Trip, Hellbound, and Debrief. I wonder if, if this is the same game, but yet another uh, edition of it, because I love Akiba's Trip. Uh, coming out on PS4 and Switch May tw uh, 20th, Knockout City is for PS4, Xbox One, Switch, and PC, and coming out on May 21st. Coming on the same day is Metopia for the Switch, and Rust coming out for the consoles. Bio Mutant will also be coming out for the consoles, Xbox 3, uh, sorry, Xbox One, not the 360, PS4 and PC, and the 25th. King of Seas, sounds kind of familiar, uh, is coming mm -hmm. out for PS4, Xbox One, Switch, and PC, same day. And then on the 25th is, there's two more games on the 25th, I'm sorry, I, I have no segue for this shit. Maneater is coming out for the Switch on yes. the 25th. Shen Megami Tensei 3 Nocturne HD Remaster is coming out on the PlayStation 4, of course it is, the Switch, and the PC, May 25th. And lastly, Earth Defense Force World Brothers is coming out on May 27th for PlayStation 4, Switch, and PC. Nice, thank you. Tyler, mm. for that beautiful rendition of What's to Come. Ooh. Definitely me after hearing that voice. The sad part is, I gave it up like less than a quarter of the way in, which is like me in real life. Oh! <laughs> but less than a quarter of the way in is just fully in for some of us. <laughs> Why are you exposing yourself like that, hockey? Hey, you, it's my brand. I'm married. I'm safe. <laughs> I can say whatever I want, provided I don't get defamed for it, you know? <laughs> oh, but yeah, those are the games coming Lord. up this week. <laughs> and this day in gaming, uh, there wasn't a lot that I picked up. Um, You've got, got options dungeons. There are some yeah. solid games that came out. Minecraft Dungeons on oh, yeah. PS4, the X-Bone, and the Switch in 2020. Ooh, we got the uh, amazing virus game, Plague Inc. in iOS 2012. I still play Plague. I honestly still play it. I love it. It's it a great game. Fun. It's good so good. Killer. Um, and a people killer. <laughs> the first game in a wonderful series called Infamous came out on the PlayStation 3 in 2009. Great game. And Sucker Punch personal... did wonderful oh, with ahead, that. Yeah. Uh, yeah, sorry. I, I, I want to play it. Sad part is I never actually beat it. I don't think it was my wife that beat it. <laughs> and uh, this is one is my personal favorite. Uh, Hitman Blood Money came out on oh, PC, Xbox yeah. 360 and PS2 in 2006. Happy 15th birthday for Hitman Blood Money. 
What a beautiful game. Giving a role model to all bold people everywhere. And oh. <laughs> Yeah, no. you, got, you got a response to that? No, I don't. <laughs> what do you want to say to that? <laughs> the bold people need role models, okay? And Agent 47 is a beautiful one. Mm. Mm, yes, he is. So stoic with murderous but, intent. Oh, yeah. And for the right price, you can be anything you need at the moment. Need a janitor? He'll mop you up. Need an architect? <laughs> Fuck, he can architect. He, he knows every single inch of you when he's done with you. Oh, my God. And if you need a plumber, well, I mean, that's too easy, you know? <laughs> we actually have uh, a question. What? From Who the listener. fuck dares? <laughs> uh, about our last part. Well, uh, actually, Bob, can you read it out for us? Yes, yeah, so this uh-huh. comes from uh, username Truth in our Discord. Uh, it says, good day, casual ma- casual MasterCast quote. <laughs> what? <laughs> you okay? I'm going to attempt to read this again. Good day, casual master crew. <laughs> really pleased to see y'all have risen from the ashes, and here's to a bright and prosperous future. So your yeah. recent coverage of the Apple versus Epic court handling got me thinking about the possible outcomes if, say, Apple wins. Could this set the legal precedent to allow for maybe Microsoft to step in and demand a piece of the pie for the likes of Steam, Origin, Battle.net, etc.? No. Any thoughts you all would have on this line of thinking would be most welcome. <laughs> so if you guys remember last week, we did talk about the... Uh, not last, two weeks ago, goodness gracious time. Uh, Apple and Epic and the whole court handling uh, with the Fortnite in the Apple store. So if Apple wins, for example, would anything legally change for like or like allow doors to open for uh microsoft to step in with steam origin battle.net and ask for a piece of the pie for that kind Ooh. of thing I, I don't think any other companies have the balls to try it honestly <laughs> exactly <laughs> my thinking i feel like if these companies start it there might be a revolt at least that's my take on it what about you tyler i don't think that this is gonna offer enough of a precedence to do that uh i think the the first reason that is is because microsoft all already uses steam uh for many of their games like for example uh the mac uh sorry the halo collection is on steam as well as several other games and they technically realized that even though they got game pass for pc and all that stuff going on as of right now their game store is kind of in the slums uh it's been glitchy it's been really sporadic with the way they deliver things they know that they've admitted they know they need to rework it uh for so at the very least for the time being i can't see them really trying to say hey steam you're stepping on our territory do you see this this is peak male performance over here and they just show like this job of the hot looking motherfucker of a store it, like <laughs> it's just not feasible there's no way in terms of like actual legal precedent to do it anyways despite the garbage that is the xbox store on the pc <sighs> look we we both everybody knows that there's a good chance apple's gonna be winning that case <laughs> like unfortunately like I think we talked about it last time. It's not a matter of Epic winning at this point. It's whether or not they can raise enough awareness to help put some pressure on Apple in general. Uh, yeah. mm-hmm. Microsoft knows that they do enough shit. People are going to... 
Every time somebody puts a dam up on something when it comes to these kind of things, people always find a, a workaround. And, I mean, all it takes is for Microsoft to fuck this up too much and all of a sudden Google announces that they have their own operating system that's a little bit more open source than anybody can operate on it. Yeah. Like, right, like, to put it into another perspective, Microsoft, uh, I think is, like, 10% focused on Xbox and their gaming and 90% focused on their operating system. Like, uh, gaming on their system is so minute that I don't think they would try to risk something like that. Mm-hmm. On the other hand, since the, their focus is on the operating system and the works thereof, they could easily, you know, find it interesting if they can make a good legal case. I just don't think they'd do it. I don't think they have yeah. the kahunas for, to do it. What do you think, though, Thomas? Ah, uh, I honestly am not entirely sure. I can see, like, people not associated with Microsoft attempting to, like, try to say, hey, what about Microsoft? Or, hey, what about me? Hey, what about this? And try and stir the pot again just because of how much people love drama and love, love looking into this kind of stuff. But I don't actually see anything coming of this. I don't see, I like, this is honestly, in my opinion, such a pointless battle <laughs> um, that I don't see anything else coming of this, even if Apple wins. I can give you something that might be a little bit more interesting that will add a spin to this. Right now, the the question is focused on what if Microsoft went on the offensive for, you know, attacking other platforms that sell games in their operating system. But less than a month ago, over on April 30th, uh, Microsoft actually went on the defensive with their own store platform and started to do a bit of a, like, a attempt attempting offer to developers uh the tech major will only charge 12 percent of the revenue split instead of the previous 30 percent split that it had previously oh. done which oh. is last i knew quite a bit less than steam yeah i think fortnite is still even less than that uh i could be uh, mistaken on that i don't know what the sliding scale is but yeah microsoft's xbox store and the pc is only charging a flat rate 12 percent of the revenue that could be tempting. Uh, and if they're doing moves like that, why would they try to sue, you know, Valve, excuse me, out of existence? Like, without Valve, uh, Valve started technically through the PC and through the Xbox. Uh, they go back quite a long way with uh, the start of Team Fortress and uh, Portal and whatnot. Yeah, I, yeah. Just, I just did the good old Google search here, and uh, Valve, yeah, they do take, it's 30% from, unless. Uh, like the game sales are pretty 10 million and 50 million, then they'll, uh, they'll drop to 25, 25%. But yeah, that's still quite a substantial, uh, substantially a larger amount than uh, 12%. Um. <laughs> Interesting. If they're doing moves like that, there's no reason why they would be like preparing to do something like, I'm just trying to think, let's say in this mad capitalist world where everybody's greedy and all that stuff. I feel like the moment they do that, they are by far the most dominant operating system on the entire worldwide market. That would easily scream antitrust law. I think they would have to leave it alone just to keep the uh, like antitrust uh, laws uh, kicking in for a monopoly at that point. Because if they're the only operating system, the, the major one, but the only company able to do game selling on PC, that's fucking dangerous. Uh, they wouldn't be able to compete with themselves. They would also be able to decide what is exclusive on the PC at that point. 
which would also be very dangerous. And that would, I think that would be too, too spooky. It, it could be very dangerous, especially for the consumers. Yeah, um, I guess we're just gonna have to wait and see what happens, right? It's still going on the case, so it's just it's just a matter of time before the shoe drops. But thank yeah, you. Yeah, they're working on uh, court closing arguments right now with Epic uh, and, and Apple uh, right now, okay. so they're getting near the end of it. And right now, it, you know, in terms of Microsoft, we're already looking at a fifty-fifty split. Shout out to Bill Gates and his divorce right now. Whoops. <laughs> oh yeah. Thank you. Thank you. Truth for the question and i hope you bring us many more okay now we're gonna start wrapping up so bob would you like oh, to I lay down raw, the sick man. beat i, I was up. gonna say lay down the sick beat <laughs> <laughs> wrapping up <laughs> 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 nope 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 i do not spit bars no. <laughs> yeah always um anyway Bob, would you like to? Right plug- after you said that, really. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I, I I I can't. But anyways, um, you can find me over on Twitch at Barbering Violinist or on TikTok, the same username. And funny enough, we were using TTV as a conversation. My Twitter is Barber Violin TTV because we could not have enough, uh, could not have enough uh, characters for Barbering Violinist. So. I am contractually obligated to not insult my partners and the podcasting (laughs) system. So I have nothing to say on this matter. I will see you in the DMs afterwards. (laughs) I use that same name for my professional pages, my Twitch pages. Mm. It is Mm. what I use for everything. So, yep, I know. Smart choices all over the board. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Sure, Bob. Mm-hmm. Sure. Mm-hmm. Just completely exposing myself on the podcast here. <laughs> oh, did you uh, give us your TikTok already, or did yeah, I? Yeah, same username, barbering violinist. Yep. Yep. Same username. Yeah, you don't have the TTV in that one. <laughs> <laughs> no, because that's not what the, my TikTok content is. <laughs> Tyler, how about you? Give us your plug. Yeah, you can find me on Twitch.tv at two times Tyler. No TTV. It's T-T-T, twice the T-T's. Two times Tyler, all letters, one word. It's the same thing over on Twitter, two times Tyler. What about you, Hawkey? You can just find me at Twitter at Hawkey, H-A-W-K-I-E, 1151, because there's already a 115, fortunately. Um, Or if you'd like to follow CMQ on Twitter, you can follow us at at CMQ Network. Maybe email us some questions at casualmasters at gmail.com. I or checked, even... there's nothing. We're lonely. Nothing? We're desperate over here. Yeah, we are <laughs> desperate for desperate. attention. Email us. Um, <laughs> it's you can like... find us on Facebook too, Casual Master Quest. Uh, I believe I to... it's still there. I was about to say uh, a very terrible joke. <laughs> I don't know if I want to. No, I won't. It's... I'm going to stop it. I'm going to stop it. It's no only joke. our second episode. We don't want to get cancelled this quickly. <laughs> oh. Please, I I think uh, every subscription, like every promotion, like they had the pause at least ten times. Like, ooh, mm, oh, okay. I have to let that one slide. Not for children. Yeah. <laughs> CMQ, the podcast for children. Oh no! They're loving it. Oh my god.
<laughs> Enough with the plugins. Does anyone have any last final words for this podcast? Anyone? Raise your hand and I'll just let you go. No. Yep, Tyler. <laughs> if it's another one of the things you did during the last two weeks, I don't want to hear it. <laughs> I just want to let everybody know that casualmasterquest at gmail.com has been receiving no uh, replies or emails of any kind. It is dry and dusty with cobwebs, just like Betty White of the Golden Girls coochie. Oh, no. Uh, I can actually prove that wrong, but... <laughs> I don't want to know how you can prove that wrong. <laughs> I have my ways now. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> Anything else, Tyler? Have you ever seen somebody get fisted so hard they turn into goo? I have Resident Evil Village. All right, now we're going to go to Bob. Do you have anything to contribute? <laughs> um, nope. Nope. I'm done. I'm out. Before all this gets uh, age-gated, let's uh, just finish this up. Then. What's the age gate at? 30 at this point? Are you too young for your own uh, podcast now? I might. I might be. I might be. Oh, Lord. <laughs> Please, you two, say your goodbyes for me before I <laughs> die. <laughs> Bob, go ahead. What are your goodbyes? <laughs> Give us your goodbyes. I, I, was, <laughs> I don't know how to. I can wrap that up any better than you just did, but I will see you guys again in two weeks. Have a good one. <laughs> <laughs> Tyler. Did you know, and I'm taking this from somebody else over at Death Saving Bros, it's a great podcast, you should check it out. If an orphan takes a selfie, it's a family photo. <laughs> um, and I am Hawkey, and we are Casual Mask Quest, and we're going to see you next time. Thank you for listening. The intro to the podcast, titled Casual Master Quest, was paid for and produced by the wonderful talent Revelries Music. You can find more of their work at soundcloud.com forward slash Revelries Music, or just click on the link in the show descriptions. The background music is the album Top 50 Best Classical Piano Music by Brilliant Classics. You can find out more about Creative Commons at www.creativecommons.org forward slash license forward slash buy forward slash 4.0.